You're listening to the Legion of Reason. So we have a potpourri episode today uh, with our guest co-host John McGuire and uh, a fellow blogger and and, and uh, podcaster. Though he's been uh, behind because of. Uh, I guess you, you well you adopt a child and uh, yeah that's what happens. <laughs> basically, basically I adopted a child and I think midlife crisis happened too, all at once. So I it was like a kick in the pants. So if you hear the door busting open, it's because some kid is going to come running in, <laughs> wanting something or having broken something else. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, the other people can relate. So yeah, how old is so, your your? Uh, uh, adopted child so my uh for well the adopted child we got him when he was a day old so he he's uh eight months old now which means he's he's almost crawling which means it's even more horrifying um the sorts of things that he's getting into and uh, so yeah i kind of snapped a bit so uh and i just found that i was investing a lot of time um in the uh the blog and i i need to break out of the mold so i have a new podcast now that's not directly skeptic or atheist related but i mean i'm still the skeptic and the atheist so for instance i have one episode where i interview a ufo cult in uh, hollywood and uh you know while i'm fascinated by their by their views i still let them know clearly that i think that they're bonkers <laughs> their views Yes, just yeah. their views. They're yeah. very nice people. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing. Uh, some people don't get that nuance of criticizing ideas versus criticizing people. Too often, people identify with their ideas as you know as being part of themselves. Yeah, and you know, after the interview, I shared a burger with them afterwards at a restaurant. We get along well because you know we both know we're both on level with each other, and uh, you know it's no different, or at least it, I don't think it should be any different between people of two different religions. Obviously, you both disagree, right? You think that there's know, something that the other person believes that's other. simply not true. Yeah. Yeah. So today uh, we have a well, by the way, welcome, Sean. And uh, so you're joining us for a bunch of topics today. I mean, we're going to go over the hijab uh, incidents in uh, France, as well as uh, some of the the Olympics, you know, the, the hullabaloo or hijabs there. There's also a uh, extremism in Canada, a study that's uh, come out called uh, The Lovers of Death, and which which is a very interesting document. Uh also in Britain, uh, there's an article on somebody who went undercover in uh, the extremist mosques there. And of course, we can't can't uh, have a seems Catholicism just doesn't give us a break. You know, Mother Teresa is being canonized uh, next Sunday on September 4th. Um, as we also have a little a interesting little article on tips from priests for your next confession, which is <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> uh, and we, we forgot a story last last time, uh, the Calgary chiropractic court case, uh, which, oh. yeah, which is uh, we, we completely forgot to, to do that one. And so where would everybody like to start? Oh, by the way, there's another regressive left files thing today too, but anybody want to, anybody got a preference? Well, let's catch up with the, the one we missed. Sure. The uh, yeah. court case uh, in Calgary. Uh, Calgary, this is from the, uh, let me just put this up on the share desktop. How do I share desktop again? Uh, ha, ha. Share. 
<laughs> uh, does anybody remember how to do that? Screen share. There we go. So we're gonna <laughs> share. My, so we're gonna share the screen. Okay. So a Calgary man is suing a chiropractor for 2.32 million. Well, how do they get these numbers? Uh, anyway, he, he uh, in 2013 he was. Uh, um, oh, Andrew Rothney, I guess as the name is. And I went in to see a chiropractor, Donald Findlay. I refused to call him doctor. Uh, <laughs> in 2013, complaining about lower back pain and was given spinal manipulations and then for two years. And then uh, went underwent 48 treatment sessions. You'd think that, why, why did it have to go 48 times? Because you yeah, have to get to go, you pay somebody money, don't you? You know, it's. You think after about five or six, that, you know, maybe this isn't working so well. Forty-eight. Uh, this is this is covered by insurance over there. No, it's not actually. It used to be. Uh, the, it depends on your plan. Well, no, I'm talking about uh, Alberta Health. Okay. So, no, so maybe your not. work might yeah. cover it then. Yes, work might cover it. Depends yes. on. Yeah, it depends on your on your benefits. Uh, but Alberta Health used to cover it. They no longer do. Uh, I. You know, it's it's nice to think that uh, maybe they realized that chiropractic is not effective, but I think it was just a cost-saving measure uh, in health, uh, Alberta health, uh, you know, health spending. Because you know, half the budget in Alberta is goes to the uh, uh, health uh, care of its citizens. I, I don't know what it is in Quebec. You I mean you're in Montreal, and it's probably probably even higher there because uh, uh, Quebec tends to be a little more socially progressive than the rest of Canada. Yeah. I, I, oh boy. Yeah, don't get me too uh, cynical Why about uh, politics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the corruption problems in Quebec yeah. tend to be pretty horrendous. Montreal so, uh, specifically. Yeah, particularly Montreal, particularly related to construction. So yes. we have a new super hospital here, and uh, it's been one disaster after another um and and a little bit but, xenophobic in the in the you know like that whole hit uh, hijab thing that was going on there uh or uh, outward uh, displays of 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 uh, religion and and yet there's a big cross in the quebec national assembly uh, oh yeah i i blogged uh, i blogged about that and uh, i i mean when it comes to that i i have a hard time taking them seriously when they have big you know statues of the virgin mary in their courthouses yeah. and you know in the legislatures just imagine w how you'd feel if you come from a place like syria or something and you have these people saying oh no outward displays and yet i mean when whenever you go to you know your courthouse or, or anything like that you have all these uh, displays and statues everywhere yeah it's not like christians don't do uh some of the persecuting in the world. You know, and, and yeah. And if you come from but, there, that, that's unnerving. Definitely. Uh, when, it, when it comes to the chiropractic stuff, though, what, I mean, what can I say? I, uh, it, it, it's just, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, some of those manipulations, I heard that they can be pretty invasive and pretty deep when they go in there and just, they're, they're like bending things around all over. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was looking at a, at a review of uh, chiropractic and, Half the people that go into a chiropractic office come out with pain that they didn't have going in. Uh, so, yeah, what the hell? Uh, and unfortunately, the, it hasn't been studied in terms of uh, vertebral artery fenestration or dissection. Uh, it, so it's not conclusive, but there's a lot of smoke. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, case studies where people have been uh, have suffered stroke from from uh, spinal manipulations. I remember one in Saskatoon. Uh, but geez, 48 treatment sessions, and this guy didn't realize 
this wasn't working. <laughs> he's, he's really bought into the lie, you know. Uh, so I wonder what made him, I guess, see the light, so to speak, right? It, nothing. <laughs> the strokes. Uh, so yeah, he yes. had, yeah. as a result of a uh, left vertebral artery dissection, uh, which may or may not have been caused by by the spinal manipulations, but these things just don't happen in a vacuum. They, they're not spontaneous in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, in July 4th, 7th, and the 21st, of, I guess, la- 2015, uh, he suffered a series of major strokes, and the last one left him legally blind in both eyes. So now he's doing uh, to, you know, because, you know, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we hasn't been studied enough to say either way. You know, there's no good evidence for suspecting that chiropractic leads to these kinds of things. And there's no good reason to say it doesn't. There's a lot of anecdotal stuff like this one. But uh, any causal relationship hasn't has yet to be established. Doesn't mean there isn't one. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. So uh, so that's the the uh, the story we missed last time i i i don't know i mean i guess he should get the money um i guess that that's the best that can come out of this um it's too bad that some money can't be used in some sort of like public campaign or something to tell people that this is just a load of hooey yeah why why isn't this stuff studied yeah um is it they have an association, and they kind of try to bury information, don't they? No, the they don't want it. They don't want to give chiropractic a bad name. I mean, do you really trust? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, these there's, there's supposedly a college of, of chiropractors, yeah. but I mean, seriously, these guys. I mean, there's peer review, and then there's uh, you know when your peers are believing things without the requisite evidence. I, I, it's it's yeah. not a good not a good situation. I mean, it gives a a veneer of respectability and and uh, veracity of of, of chiropractic doesn't mean it's true that's that's one of the big th- issues i have with these alternative medicine uh groups i mean the government has has basically allowed these you know like naturopaths etc to have their own college um uh, yeah sure uh it's like animal house uh, it's there there or it just gives this respectability to it that i don't think it deserves yeah and they're not evidence based. <laughs> some of the stuff that chiropractors do is is perfectly fine, but it's no better than what a physiotherapist will do. And at least physiotherapy is based on evidence. You know, it's, it's evidence-based medicine. It, it changes with, uh, as we understand things more, uh, uh, whereas chiropractic, seriously, hasn't changed since when? Since its beginning. It's rooted in some kind of crazy uh, woo-woo stuff from the 1700s or something, too, isn't it? Some of it? I forget which. Uh... I think you're thinking of... Well, the uh, first chiropractor... The first chiropractor claims to have cured deafness by cracking guys back and the whole premise is that you have to have a straight back for the energy to flow they don't and they they it's not even based on the nervous system it was based on energy flow uh so it's like chi sort of yeah your spine is supposed to vibrate at the right frequency or something i don't know (laughs) subluxation subluxation Um, yeah there is such a thing as a subluxation but if you really have a subluxation, believe me, you're going to be in traction in a hospital and on a morphine drip. <laughs> you're, you're, it's, it means your spine is truly out of alignment, and that's not a good feeling. But, you know, all, all these subluxations are, are real. But chiropractors talk about it or just imagined. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough for that story, I guess. Uh, do we want to go on to the Burkini? Uh, yes. Burkini in France. I mean, uh, this is a terrible, th- uh, I, I think we're pretty much going to be all in agreement on this, that this, this ban was a bad idea in France. 
This this yeah. band like gives the word secularism a bad name in my opinion. Really? I mean, you're going to go ahead and 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 do that? I mean, uh, why don't you chase after some real problems? Yeah. That's just my opinion. And and also actually I have friends I I have a few friends and they took a look at these outfits, these burkinis, and they said, wow, you know, I'm so fair-skinned. This looks like a really great idea. Maybe I should get one for well, myself I, I so I don't burn. I was reading a post by uh, Beth Presswood, uh, Matt Dillahunty's uh, wife. Uh, excuse me for uh, making that relationship. I mean, she's their own person, obviously, but, it, you know, uh, more people know about Matt than uh, they do about I didn't even know they were married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, oh. And she was looking into the history of it. It was developed in Australia. It's really, it really is just more of about of a, a, a covering of the skin. Now, I would, if I was a woman, I wouldn't consider one because I, I'm very low risk for, well, two reasons. One, I'm low risk for for skin cancer. I haven't got a mole on my body. Two, we don't get enough sun up here. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a relationship between uh, the higher being being in a living in a higher latitude and uh, multiple sclerosis, and so it's a it's very likely vitamin D uh, generation or uh, synthesis uh, through the action of sunlight uh, plays a role in multiple sclerosis. Um, It's, it's one factor is also genetic factors. And my, my uh, uh, eight year old son, we still put the little shirt, the shirt on him uh, when he goes in the sprinkler, et cetera, because the sun is very, it can be very aggressive in Montreal at least. And uh, you know, uh, he burns very easily just like me. And, uh, I mean, if that's the case, I, to be honest, uh, I, I've run around with just my, my you know, the, the regular uh, trunks, swimming trunks in the sun. I'm really not a sun guy. So I was I was looking at this, and I'm like, you know, that, that doesn't seem like a bad idea. I often walk around with a T-shirt on when I'm not in the pool anyway. Um, I was speaking to an ex-Muslim, and he... Um, felt that after the attacks to wear that article of clothing was like, an, you know, if a Nazi was walking around with a swastika, right? So I thought that was rather an interesting perspective. I disagree with it, but uh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can see that. I've actually interviewed a couple of people on my podcast, and, and they have problems with, um, let's say, uh, people in government offices uh, wearing hijabs. This isn't the same because this is in you know in a public place. It's not related to the the government really, and uh, they say that they don't want to be served by someone in that outfit because for them it it's it ha- is a deep trigger and they 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 are upset about being you know served by someone. Well, it's uh, a, somebody that's in a position that. of power, right? So yeah, that's right. It is, it is. That's a. It is a power Very dynamic, yeah. but I don't think it applies here because, no, again, no. this is just people on the beach. We should let them wear whatever they want as long as they're decent. And even then, I have my own personal views about uh, what needs to be covered up and what doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and But there is one thing that I really disliked. There was a, a meme that's going around that this is no different than a uh, full-bodied uh, diving neoprene diving suit, and I'm like, that's not really a good uh, argument here because it doesn't address why people have a problem with uh, burkas and burkini. You know, like there's a purpose yeah. for both of these two, and they're very different. That that you know, like a full-bodied neoprene. You try lying on on a hot beach in a full-bodied neoprene diving uh, outfit. 
you, you'd last what an hour before you went hyperthermic uh, and taken to hospital. Uh, it's it's meant for cold water uh, diving, uh, scuba diving. That's a it, whereas a burkini. Well, okay, burkini. It's arguable whether it's uh, the same as a burka because I don't think it is. Exactly. Uh, the burka though is a gar is a garment that's designed specifically to make half of your population disappear. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, a very different situation. So I hated this meat. It doesn't address the real issue. You're making a comparison between two outfits that are they superficially look the same, but their purpose is completely different. There, there's no relation. What, what do you think about the the meme that's going around with all the nuns? You got I was just gonna yeah, nuns. yeah. I was, was yeah. going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's discriminatory. I mean, you're well with the water. nuns. I'm the nuns right. that should be banned too. Sure, but the thing absolutely. is, with the nuns, it's not all Christian women. Where it seems like yeah. if you're Muslim woman, all Muslim women are to wear burkini or to cover up and yada yada. Whereas nuns, what? Who? Who? There's. It's such a small percentage of Catholics that actually choose to be a nun. But there's no Muslim woman who can choose not to wear the burkini in some cases. Meh. In certain countries, that's you gotta be, I think you could be a little careful about that. I yeah. think that you've got different degrees of uh, conservativeness in the Muslim community. Yeah. Well, I, I'd be more concerned with the conservative nature of a bunch of certain nations, like Saudi Arabia, Qatar. They're these places where, and, and we're going to come back to this in a, in a moment because we're going to be talking about the Olympic hijab and non-hijab wearing Muslim women uh, that uh, were there. Yeah. yeah. How many nuns do you see go to the Olympics? That would be really It's just not a very good equivalency. Well, the flying nun would be no fair in the high jump, okay? <laughs> you got you got to be careful about some of the nuns. I mean, you don't know what they're hiding in there, you know? Yeah, those uh, those explosive rosaries. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, so that so a number of cities in in France uh banned the burkini and there was that famous or infamous photo of these police coming up to a woman wearing a, a burkini and forcing her to remove it basically. Uh I don't understand I don't that either. How can they force them to remove they, it? You know what they can do with that that footage they meaning meaning ISIS. They can package uh, that up and sure. uh, distribute Absolutely. it now. Yeah. It's it's yeah. ammunition. Uh but it, Got to understand that right now France is walking on eggshells when it comes to Islam for good reason, and I think that they're. This is unfortunately very misguided. Yeah, yeah, very misguided. If you're gonna ban something, you're gonna have to ban everything. Everybody's have to go naked to the damn beach then. (laughs) I I really think that, and we're gonna discuss this later on in the show that uh, they need to, rather than concentrate on stuff like this, they should be concentrating on making sure that uh, uh, Muslim children in France get a decent exposure to secular ideals and uh, world religions, not taught by the school itself, but even if you bring someone else in from the outside. I think everybody could use that. I mean, I'd like to learn more about Islam, uh, not because I want to convert, but just because I don't know enough about it. But you know, yeah, How do you convince them to change if you don't understand how they even think? Yeah, right. Right. And, and, and I mean, the thing is that the way I see it is uh, uh, they, they could be wearing burkinis, but what's probably much more important is what's going on between the years. So if you get if you get them reasonable education and exposure to like freedom of speech, freedom of thought, you know, freedom of religion or freedom from religion, then, you know, science, the whole deal. It's going to arm them, and then maybe it could be more like a generational thing. Like maybe they shed the the burqa later on, 
when they don't have societal pressures. Yeah, we're supposed to be showing people what Western values are all about. And I do think that in general, and not not everything, but in general, Western values are, are definitely superior when we come to uh, human flourishing, uh, human well-being. I think freedoms of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of belief, etc., is better than not having that freedom. Yeah. I, I'm, I think another thing, too, is um, not... Um, Distributing um, people who settle in new countries not all in one spot, you know. I was just about to bring that up because that happens. That's very much going on in France and and Belgium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Netherlands. It happens here too. It happens here too. I mean, they they have their own basically communities. That's that's not. Just Muslims, of course. That's just everybody. I mean, there's. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different parts. But I think less so here. I think you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What are the fundamental differences between us and France? I don't know. Yeah. Well, here in Montreal, there's there are large uh, Muslim populations. In fact, where I live is uh, probably one of the largest concentrations. So there's a largest mosque in in Quebec. I think is is just down the street from my place. Not to give away my address. Uh, but anyway, I mean, uh, it's fairly close. I mean, markets, there's like little Pakistan nearby where you can pick things up. So I, I mean, yeah, it, there are, there are concentrations in, in the larger urban centers. And, uh, yeah, I walk down the street and I see women wearing burqas. And then I also have, uh, my, the daycare worker who looks at, looks after my son is, uh, she, I'm very sure she's Muslim and she wears no hijab at all. So it's a it's a it's a range. Yeah, yeah. And I think allowing that, I mean, just say we don't care. We, I, I, am still going to say that I think that burqas and niqabs, et cetera, are, are definite tools of, uh, oppressing women. Uh, but I'm not going to say don't wear that. And I think yeah. that is the eventually going to lead, maybe not in this generation, but the next, perhaps even even the second generation, third generation, uh, it, they won't do it anymore because they don't have to. Uh, nobody's pressuring them not to wear it, which I think gives a, a kind of a defensive reaction. Okay, I am going to wear it. Um, I think just banning things like this just drives things underground. A- any bad idea, you ban it, you drive it underground. I mean, we had the problem with hate speech uh, laws in Canada, which were struck down, thankfully, uh, with the Keegster case. And, you know, when bad ideas come to light, what do you do? You mock them. Marginalize it, from, but not in the sense of banning it, just saying, okay, that's really dumb. But at least there was uh, some sanity in the end, and the uh, burkini ban was ended by the French uh, Supreme Court. Got it up here. And they suspended the ban. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but uh, you know, a lot of these cities were on the Mediterranean coast. Um, and, uh, well, sanity returned. Sort of. I mean, it doesn't change the attitudes. Yeah. But yeah. so hopefully that's the end of that. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah. I hope that's the end of it. But France is really trying to figure out how to deal with their Islamist problem, as is Belgium and the Netherlands, et cetera. Britain, Britain in particular, has a serious problem with that. Uh, we have these uh, no-goes or uh, Sharia law zones, mm-hmm. which are unacceptable. Actually, in, in uh, I believe it's in uh, New York, parts of New York, um, maybe even Britain as well, you also have a, a problem with Hasidic uh, and ultra-Orthodox Jewish communities The ones doing with the wires things. around their communities? Have you ever heard about that? There, there's a, they actually have wires defining the, the area, uh, special wires. And, and I can't remember how it's what it's for, but it's it's basically 
you know, the whole Sabbath thing, and it's just kind of weird. <laughs> they do hang those wires up so that they'll still be in contact with something. I think they, like, use the, the wires to sort of touch the wires to go from one place to another. But I I, I know that, that uh, there are some communities where you, if you're a woman in particular and you walk down the street dressed a certain way, they will ask you to leave the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whereas, it, and it's not private property; it's just a street. Yeah, I, I so. think that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. If you can't accept others, uh, you know, it's 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 another just another form of discrimination, as far as I'm Absolutely. This is our area. This is a uh, Orthodox Jewish zone. Uh, well, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, should we move on to the Olympics? Because I, I, I think this makes a really big point. Uh, I'm going to bring up that. that. Uh, okay. This is the story about the uh, Olympian, American Olympian uh, fencer who was the first uh, U.S. Olympian to, to compete in hijab and, and won a medal. Uh, just bring up the okay so she was the first uh, this uh, american fencer she won a, a bronze medal as part of a epe team uh she competed in and in, in hijab uh ibtihaj muhammad uh is her name and well, as a little when you consider I, i'm a fencer so if you consider what you're wearing <laughs> there is only, the only the way difference? you're going to figure out how that, can you tell yeah you can't it might help you, you can't you can't <laughs> yeah. tell and in fact, it, honestly, she's just making herself hotter. But <laughs> believe me, you sweat in in fencing gear. You really do. Yeah, well, that's her choice. It's her choice. It's absolutely fine. But people are saying this is from the Hill, and people are saying, okay, this is what it means to be American. Uh, well, I would freedom. Western freedom to wear the hijab. Well, people in uh, women in Saudi Arabia, etc., are forced to wear the hijab. So what's the <laughs> what's the difference in terms of what uh, what she's uh, wearing. I mean, you can't tell, right? I, I think uh, Dalila Muhammad, uh, Dalila, excuse me, Muhammad, and that she won gold in the 400-meter hurdles, and she's not wearing a hijab. Now, what would happen if she was not wearing a hijab or something similar in Saudi Arabia? You know what? It would be interesting to see what happens if they held the Summer Olympics in some place like Qatar or or Saudi uh, would they allow women to uh, compete with, without hijabs? Would they would they have separate arenas or separate stadiums? Oh, maybe yeah, exactly. Or, or half the stadium is men, half the stadium is women. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, women visiting those countries, they better learn quick not how to not get stoned walking around outside. Well, they would have to bring their uh, male. Uh, uh, chaperone with them, right? Oh. And cover up outside. Don't wear shorts. Well, men, yeah. to be fair, men can't wear shorts either. But it's so hot there. <laughs> well, actually, even in in uh, Israel, there there are dress codes for for men. So yeah, in my neighborhood, I'm the I'm the weirdo. I'm the one who wears shorts. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, the thing is that whereas with the uh, the the actual. Um, Fencing, uh, I, I say that maybe makes her a bit hot. It doesn't really affect her um, performance. When it comes to hurdles, I mean, <laughs> it, it's understandable why they're wearing what they're wearing here because uh, you don't want to be bogged down with a bunch of stuff. I mean, and you want to, you don't want to have a bunch of extra fabric uh, swooshing around all over the place when you're trying to move very quickly. Well, she's showing off her abs pretty well. Pardon? She's showing off her abs pretty well in there. 
<laughs> Those abs basically Are kick amazing. my butt. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, is that a navel piercing I see? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. If you look at some of their ev- some of the events, and particularly the running events, I-, I noticed this. You'll find that a lot of the women not only have navel piercings, but they'll have uh, uh, hair extensions, uh, nails like painted uh, glittery nails, the the whole deal. It, they're all dressed up. <laughs> Lots of jewelry too. What Olympic com- com- competitors or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this oh, yeah, year. Yeah, I just. Um, I would think that navel piercing might be haram in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking purely. She's obviously yeah. not practicing Muslim, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the yeah. fencer. Well, no. Not and then there's a picture that. of the beach volley, volleyball uh, thing, right? Yeah. Where, yeah, that was that was quite an interesting uh, contrast. They were the, that was the Egyptian you don't, team. You don't have to run some oh, as yeah. much. The Iranian soccer team, all in hijabs. <laughs> Like, that's their yeah. uniform. Oh, okay? I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's, but, but which of these two do you think is, the, is more in line with Western values? Keeping to Muslim tradition, which is, to be honest, you know, Islam is, hardcore Islam is not compatible with, and we're going to get to this in a bit, uh, is not compatible with Western values of uh, women's equality and just generally free, and individual rights and freedom freedom of speech come on in the islamic world um no which of these two well, rep- is more representative of what it means to be in the west i'm not going to say american because i don't agree that with the american exceptionalism but uh, even it being an american uh is it which one of these two are more in line yeah majid nawaz is always very insightful he wrote that article about the burkini and you know um uh following some of the links on some other pieces he wrote He's uh, an insightful and, you know, I always appreciate it. Well, that's his, the thing. You can be, he, one of the things uh, that he was writing was, yeah. you can be against the burqa and, yeah. be against, and also against burqa bands. Yeah. The two are not yeah. mutually exclusive, right? Yeah, I don't know about burqas specifically, but uh, hijabs and stuff like that. Because burqa, oh, I don't know, burqas are... Hijabs, kneecaps, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. terrible. <laughs> the burqa, though, I don't... It's making yeah. half of your demographic disappear i mean well I, and they're dangerous oh, no, no, you know no. you're walking around and you can't see and and all this kind of stuff they weigh a ton yeah. you know this isn't an article of clothing this is an instrument of oppression absolutely right? yeah and the others just but, kind but, of but, guys, that, but like like they told my daughter in her school these things are protecting their beautiful flowers from being uh sullied come on mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like that comparison. my daughter actually got told that at her school i had to change that thinking around going no exactly what christine was saying but how do you tell women who've been told they're protecting themselves that they they don't that but it's actually shouldn't men take responsibility for their own actions yeah, yeah, saving men from going That's nuts. That's assaulting to both. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. it might also depend where they are. Maybe in certain places that is protecting them. But here in North America, I'd like we to think that that's not the case. Those well, like, look it doesn't things. protect them at all, right? Yeah, I would say that it maybe in some parts of the world, the men might see it as open invitation if they're not wearing this certain, these certain outfits. That doesn't make it right or anything, obviously, it's uh, the responsibilities in the man's hands not to go around raping people. Oh, but uh, it's the I woman's fault for being so alluring. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm why a man. She has I, I have no self-control. I'm hardly <laughs> yeah, even human, right? It, it's, it is. That's what Chris <laughs> was saying. It's it's totally insulting to men as, as 
uh, putting the blame on women. I mean, if this goes back to the whole Adam and Eve thing with the apple, you know, basically, um, mm-hmm. women are inherently leading men down the the garden path to to sin. It's not evil. All so long as that's c- c- two consensual cons- adults going down the path to sin, yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, you must be pious and pure. Well, you said something a little earlier, uh, Sean, that, that I just wanted to ask. Have you ever gotten any grief about wearing shorts out, outside in your neighborhood? No. No? No. It, maybe if I were darker, there would be a problem, but everyone just sees me and they just like, yeah, well, you know, white guy, non-Muslim. Man, privilege. It's white privilege, man. <laughs> they, 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 it's like, whatever, they, they, that's fine. But I can tell based on, I, I've never seen any Muslims in my community wearing shorts. Um, never. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just me wearing my, wearing the shorts. I mean, it, a light pair of a very light pair of cotton pants probably would be just as good. I mean, I guess they're just used to it. Yeah. Well, that's that's another thing. You get yeah. used to the heat. It's yeah. I guess. What I was I guess. wondering about with the burkinis, though, I was thinking about safety. Like, if you're in the water and weighed down by all that fabric, or is it very lightweight? Oh, and looking really at light. the covering you, of their head, the, if they were drowning. No, if you look at the picture, it's very very light yeah. fabric. Um, actually, if you look at the picture, it's way more revealing of the form of the of the female body than an actual burka. It, yeah, it's, it's skin tight. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, so I don't see a problem with it myself. In fact, like going back to being so light-skinned, I'd want a pink one, but just, uh, yeah. They have all different <laughs> colors. I mean, hey, you can knock yourself out. Yeah, it's not like the Model T version yeah. of the burka where it's, you know, you can get any color as long as it's black. <laughs> I, I can yeah. see where in certain countries these burkinis, certain Muslim countries, these burkinis rather might not be acceptable. Like maybe in a place like Iran or or uh, perhaps in, in even Saudi, because uh, they're just they're just like um, they're just like form fitting bathing suits, except they cover more. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's invention. It was more about the sun than anything else. Yeah, and I mean, I I know I know a few um, Mormons who don't drink coffee, but they drink soda. So you know. Yeah. I don't know if, that, if you catch that. No but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the burkini is kind of like, uh, I mean, uh, if, if you, if you want to look modest in some of these, you might be marginally more modest because you're not showing your skin, but you're still looking, uh, looking like, uh, the, what's the name of the, the woman in, uh, Star Trek, uh, the six of nine or yeah. whatever? Uh, you're yeah. kind of looking. <laughs> seven of nine. You're looking a lot like that. Yeah, it's probably the, that's, <laughs> awesome. that's probably the single most biggest, uh, increase in ratings with seven, seven of nine was, uh, and it had nothing <laughs> to do with her character. They look a lot like Star Trek The Next Generation uniforms, these burkinis, to be honest, if you look at them. Maybe when they were getting afraid too many white women would start wearing them. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They look pretty hot to me. I want one. <laughs> well, <it was> sold. <laughs> now you guys know I'm actually uh, st- st- stockholder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are other versions of, of for women trying to of garments that women are trying to sell that are more full body coverage. Uh, UV. They actually have UV um, blocking in them and such so but of course they're even more form-fitting than the burkini because the burkini still had this thing that went down to the thighs yeah 
Yeah, the burkini is like a it's like a really tight pantsuit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think we covered that one enough. Uh, I was really interested <laughs> in this uh, going undercover against extremism. They they uh, share the desktop again here, and you know this this uh, undercover operation where they would send this guy uh, uh, named Kamal uh, into extremist mosques, and you know they gave him a whole fake identity, uh, you know a fake name, fake wife, fake home, fake business. You know uh, they really. Uh, uh, did this uh, whole undercover thing. It was like, it was like out of James Bond really. And basically hearing the things that uh, people in mosques say is very different. Of course, when they're talking to people outside of that and it's a very dangerous thing for him because Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if they find him out, they might very well uh, kill him. Uh, It's a very interesting story. This is in the BBC website. And, you know, some of the things that uh, they're teaching there are, I mean, here's here's some interest. uh, For instance, uh, you hate the kuffar, you know, the non-Muslim, even if he does good for you. uh, You hate him with a passion. Don't feel sorry for any Britons in Tunisia. Don't feel sorry for any factory workers in France. Don't feel sorry for any temple worshippers in Kuwait. Um, you You know, freedom and democracy is dead. A handful of Muslims, the so-called extremists and the so-called terrorists, they've succeeded in destroying the ideology of the kafar. Um, I think that's a little premature to say something like that. But, you know, these people are not at all trying to... You know, why do people like this emigrate to, to Britain, for instance? This is just, just doesn't make sense to me. They, they do not like the West. Is this trying to Islamify the West? Is it, mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? I think I'd so. say, yeah, um, take it I, over from the inside. Maybe. I, I don't know. Some of these people grew up in the West, and I don't know if it's, this is just like a general rebellion or malaise against the society they're in. I, I have no idea. I don't know if it's always if it's always that case, but I do find that these groups to be absolutely yeah, vile. Certainly, Anjum Chowdhury was... Uh, uh, he he grew up in in Britain. Uh, I, I think he might even have been born there. I'm not sure, but you know he was recently uh, sentenced or uh, found guilty of uh, fomenting terrorism. Uh, they found uh, ISIS uh, material on his on his computer, and he was he's finally been silenced. Uh, this is a vile human being. I mean, he, he's he, any you listen to any of his stuff, and uh, I couldn't think of a better person to spend time in prison. I, I don't know what the solution to this problem is because this is oh, like complex, actual yeah. radicalization. Yeah, because they mean, radicalize other people. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, are they're salesmen for the cause. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, a and lot of people are worried people that. Find that very appealing. He was a very charismatic, or especially is, people. Is, not a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at the people that lack empathy that are actual psychopaths, they actually are very charismatic. And, of course, it's going to appeal to them to go somewhere and be given a gun and go shoot people. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't know what uh, – it it has something – I mean, I'm assuming that a lot of the people who get into this are people who are maybe lack self-confidence, maybe don't have a lot of friends or or what have you, or or just lacking something. And I just, it's a really, this is a tough nut to crack. Because uh, how do you, how do you prevent people from from doing that? I mean, it's really tricky. The only thing you can do is use existing laws to try and shut these places down. You can observe them too, I suppose. Yeah, and I think um, the moderates have to play a role in and um, and I think they want to, right? You know, the, the moderate Muslims who don't want that kind of um, representation of their religion. 
Well, yeah, that's yeah, true, so but they also have to, they have to accept that Islam, you know, certain interpretations of Islam are a problem. And, you know, you know, I've had that yeah. interchange or exchange with Imam Sawardi, who is a Sufi, uh, yeah, Sufi, uh, which is kind of fringe when you, if you think about, about Islam. Um, and he's basically saying this isn't Islam. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually it is, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. so it's not enough to say, you know, the government has to do more, blah, blah, blah. You have to accept that Islam is just like uh, somebody who shoots abortion doctors in the United States is Christian. It's a Christian mm-hmm. problem. You own and it. the KKK and, you sure. know. Yeah. You have to own the problem. If you don't, yeah. you're part of it. I hate to be yeah. black and white there, yeah. but, yeah, I think you are. Yeah. You know, just yeah. saying it isn't, it's, it isn't Islam doesn't solve anything. and. I don't even think it's true. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's tr- it's a tricky situation, but uh, I mean, uh, it, they need. I think moderate Muslims need to, I guess, um, recognize it as being a problem within their community, within the broader uh, Islamic community at, in Canada, and that doesn't mean that they need to accept all the blame for no, it. No, absolutely but, not. You know, yeah. and and I think that does happen. Like Shorty is is active in in countering terrorism, and and um, what, there was one guy that was going to do some kind of terrorist act, and it was moderates who started seeing that change in behavior who actually reported him. Right, so you know, I think that's that's a good way to handle it. That's you know. Yeah, and of course, recently yeah. there was the attacks in Dhaka, and police today, uh, you know, uh, one one of the ringleaders of of that attack in Dakar was Canadian. And I say was because they raided uh, uh, a home where he was at and, well, they shot him and he's gone. Uh, so a lot of this stuff is is happening in Canada, not just in the Islamic world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a problem here. It's happening all over. Yeah, Calgary is kind of a hotbed yeah. for extremism, which is really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's happening in the U.S. too and in some, you know, from what I've heard and learned, right? Yeah, there's there's been some incidents uh, in York in Ontario where there's been extremist I- imams. Uh, again, we're going to come to that in a bit. Uh, but Calgary, I, I I'm not aware of any extremist uh, mosques here. So how's this happening? It has to be happening online. You know, people seeking out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was that Caucasian man that was killed overseas. His mother was flabbergasted. Yeah. You, you mean the. Uh, like the guy from Ottawa, there was a. Oh, no, there was a Calgarian as well. He went. Uh, it was a few years back now, hmm. and uh, his mother just had no idea he had been radicalized and went overseas to join ISIS. So. I often I often don't draw a very very uh, strict line between religion and mental illness, but when you've got. It's such an extreme radicalization like that, I start wondering about mental illness. Yeah, the, along with that psych, psychopath, like sociopath, me. So, yeah. There's a difference. Psychopath ends up in an asylum. Uh, sociopath understands that the understands right and wrong. They just don't care. They're they're lacking in empathy. Um, Jack the Ripper was a psychopath, and we know who he, we we're pretty yeah we almost certainly know who who it was, okay. was a Polish immigrant, and he died so, in asylum because he was nuts. <laughs> he was um, again the mom here in this case, the Calgary man. His name was Aaron Driver, and she was also saying the feds failed in this case. Oh yeah, Aaron so, Driver. Yeah. So I don't know how you can really blame the feds. Like how how much of your privacy do you want to give up to make sure that people aren't 
getting radicalized online? How much do you want them in your emails or in your history yeah, or your conservatives? How are we going to prevent that. these sort of things? Yeah. And by the way, yay, my member of parliament has just resigned. Yay. Don't let the door hit you on no, the No, hey. I'm so sorry to see him go. Way out. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Is this, is this the robot? Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. okay, okay. My MP. Can you imagine what it's like going to cast your ballot in a federal election when you know damn well <laughs> you're screwed? It's not going to matter. We actually might act. The liberals actually think they have a chance in this this writing. But anyway, uh, that's completely mm-hmm. aside. Uh, so I, I think I want to <laughs> go from here to uh, uh, since we're talking about radicalization in Canada, uh, this report, uh, the uh, Lovers of Death, which uh, was written by uh, an ex uh, CSIS uh, guy. Uh, I think his name is Thomas Keegan, and somebody else who's uh, Ex, uh, I'm not sure if he's an ex-Muslim or natural Muslim still. Saeed. I think uh, he's. I think he's uh, still moderate. Muslim. He's a moderate. Yeah. Shoaib yeah. and it, this lovers of death is a, a document that uh, they produced uh, after investigating extremism in mosques, schools, and public libraries. Um, and I'm gonna. Okay, I'll share that screen again. So there we go. And here's the love. Uh, it's interesting. They start with, a, uh, well, the, the premise of this thing, uh, the whole question they're trying to answer is, do certain Canadian uh, mosques and Islamist associations have an internal problem with the advocacy of extremist ideologies? Uh, of course, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, th- I think you said public libraries. No, it's not public libraries. It's, uh, you know, obviously, like, when we think of public libraries, we're thinking of, They looked know. into public libraries, the Ottawa Public Library, and it is lacking in... Really? In, yes, they I did. thought they were talking about libraries contained within mosques and stuff nope. like that, right? they looked at public... The Ottawa Public Library is one of the places okay. they looked in, and okay. there were uh, no books uh, that in, in, the, in the Ottawa Public Library that uh, were critical of Islamic extremism, and there were books that were actually promoting Islamic extreme, extreme, ah, extremism. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't read the, the whole report. Yeah, it's a long see, report. Uh, it's 70, six, it's yeah. 70 pages, yeah. but uh, I, I basically skimmed through it, and, what, and one of the books that was in the Ottawa Public Library was this one called 100 Questions for uh, about Islam, and it's a it's a very extremist book, and yeah, it's, there's nothing, there's, but there's nothing in in the library that is critical of it. Uh, I love how they start here. They they start with a, a quote from uh, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and it's one of the things that I totally disagree with Justin on. Islam is not incompatible. I love this double negative. Islam is not incompatible with free and open Western secular democracies. Uh, I think it is. I think Christianity is too, by the way. Yeah, for the same reason. People have accepted uh, Western secular democratic values. I don't know. What do you guys say to that? Well, Christianity has had its reformation, so, you know. exactly. Adapted to Western. And, you know, some people make the case that, Western values are informed by Christianity, and I don't know. I don't. I don't really buy into that. But then, on the other hand, after the Reformation, I suppose once things have kind of watered down, well, and the, you mean the Enlightenment? Some validity. What's up? You mean the Enlightenment, don't you? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's like the Reformation. <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure. No, yeah, when you look at the Reformation on the mind, because you yeah. know, I'm thinking reformist. You know, I'm thinking of people like Diane Hersey Ali and how. A reformation needs to occur. So yes, yeah, they, they haven't had their but, enlightenment. Yeah. They they haven't had their Voltaire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, I have a cat at my door. I'll be right back. Okay. If uh, you 
if you go hardcore any of these religions, whether it be Judaism, yes. um, that's what I'm referring to. Uh, Christianity, uh, Islam, uh, they all, none of them really have an idea of, um, of democracy behind them, in my opinion, at least. They, they all, they all have this idea of subjugation and, uh, this idea of, uh, of, of conforming with your religious rules and your religious community. Yeah, I would totally, that's what I'm referring to. You have to kind of reject a part of your religion. It's certainly in the Abrahamic religions to accept, uh, individual rights and freedoms, for instance. I mean, if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first one is, thou shalt not have any gods before me or any other gods before me, uh, that, that flies in the face of, face of freedom of belief. You, you know, it's, uh, th- these are, these religions are wholly incompatible with, with modern Western values. I, I, I can say that people who, who say they're religious and, and people who are Jews or are Muslims or, or are Christians have, many of them have done fantastic things for democracy throughout history, but I, I think it might be more in spite of, or yeah. it might be, it might be that they've modified or they've, they've softened or they've simply set aside certain strict yeah. followings of their religion. As, as cherry picking the good claims from the, you know. Well, yeah. and Which is fine. and in terms of like what Sam Harris would say was that they don't take their religion seriously. Yeah. Which I think is a little they, bit or, harsh, but or they, true. Or maybe maybe more so they take their interpretation of their religion seriously, if anything. Yeah. But, but I mean, but, the, but a lot the of these religions, it's just a, a, everyone's looking at it through their own lens. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that. that Okay, and, oh, bleh, getting tongue-tied. Uh, one of the uh, things that uh, is said in this as well uh, by other you know, people who are actually Muslim, um, the Islamic Circle of North America, uh, which is in Brampton, Ontario, uh, has, has said Islam is totally incompatible with dem- Western democracy. Uh, you know, this flies in the face really? of what people are, like Justin Trudeau want to think. Uh, you know, you know, th- there's a there's a brand of Islam which says yes uh, that you know we can live in a democ- democratic society, but there's also brands which say no, we we can't, we have to change uh, Western values to align with ours. Uh, it's uh, so what the peaceful conquest has foundations in this religion, and therefore I expect that Islam will conquer Europe without resorting to the sword or fighting. It will do so by means of dawa and ideology, which of course isn't true because you know. Terrorism? Yeah, we're kind of not buying it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think they've gone beyond that and realized, oh yeah, that was wrong. Time for the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a really interesting document, and I urge everyone to to go and find it. It's called Lovers of Death. Cost you seven bucks Canadian to uh, buy it and download it, and it, it's it goes through. A lot of what's going on in Canada, like, you know, for instance, Ottawa mosques and extreme. I, it's funny they never went out to Calgary. <laughs> you know, show the table of contents. Table of contents. That's so good people idea. get a sense of, uh, sure. you know, what, what, what it yeah, contains. Good idea. Right? So yeah. here's the table of contents. Long extremist messages in Canada is a big thing. Uh, so they go through Ottawa mosques. Uh, and Islamic schools in Canada, uh, Canadian imams, some of them are very extremist. And who financially supports mosques? And, you know, it's, you're, it's just not going to be a surprise that it's Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Uh, extremist books in public libraries, they go in through Ottawa. I, I wish they had gone 
to more than just Ontario and Quebec, <laughs> because Quebec, I'm sorry, Calgary is is unfortunately a hotbed for extremism for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's Toronto in here, the Jafari Mosque, uh, sex with nine-year-old girls. Ugh. I read that yeah. uh, part. Uh, Jafari mosques, uh, schools, and hate crimes. There was uh, an investigation by York police uh, in in that. No charges were laid, but uh, yeah, there was definitely something there. Uh, I'm not sure why no charges were laid, to be honest. Uh, you know, it goes through all all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, the establishment of Islam in the West, uh, citing uh, Malana Assad Jaffrey. It, it's uh, it's it's a, an eye-opening document of examples of extremist uh, ideologies and extremist literature in even in public universities. It's it's really sad. And and what's being taught in Islamic schools? Um, it, it's it's quite a. I'm finished with this document, but it's it's really what what uh, it's it's a it's an alarm. I mean, we should be looking more closely at what's going on. Yeah, not um, denying the issue, right? Well, yeah, we it, what this yeah. document. I mean, is I, all I think about, about Germany and and the yes. the rapes in Cologne oh. and how they basically tried Cologne. to cover it up in the media and um, yeah. uh, the cops are afraid to to um, take action because they're afraid of being you know race perceived as being. Well, racist I think it's coming like from higher up that don't investigate this. And yeah, I think it's coming yeah. from from the highest levels of government because they do not want to be seen as well. They're going to get blamed, right? Because they're, yeah. they're the ones that allowed, you know, 800,000 immigrants from Syria in. And it's not really the immigrants from Syria that are a problem. It's these other economic migrants from, like, Tunisia um, and those kind of places that are the problem. Syrians are, uh, haven't been, as far as I know, a, a big issue. It's been Well, that, and if you've got the evidence showing that you need to look after this, use the evidence and look after it. Yeah, they don't want to be embarrassed. The government doesn't want to be embarrassed in Germany. Well, it's worse if you sweep it on the rug when, it be, when there's overwhelming evidence. It's it's a shame that it, 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 the the media isn't doing this. It would I would think it really would be the media's job to go in and uh, dig around. Um, I notice here in Quebec, uh, and I have for years, that the English media um, kind of pussyfoots around doesn't really go into these things while the French media really digs into this stuff and uh, and reports on it on the news to the point where it's almost it's too bad there isn't a healthy medium because uh, here in Quebec the, the French media sometimes goes a little too far and then it goes it starts being a little like France yeah, if you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. too much burkini not enough hey let's do something about this instead that actually matters yeah, it would be nice to have just a, a, a press that said, hey, look, this is kind of disturbing, the stuff that they're saying in these organizations, and just leave it at that. And then you've got the gaze of the public on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot of, yeah, that's the big problem is that uh, the media kind of ignores some of this stuff uh, because it's not politically expedient. Um, yeah, politically and I think they're expedient. also afraid of, of being labeled um, yes. uh, Islamophobic, yeah. when, whereas there's nothing, in my opinion, Islamophobic about going into these organizations and saying, whoa, this imam is saying all kinds of crazy stuff, like saying saying that, you know, if, if you want to believe in Islam, then you have to throw democracy out the window yeah. and all these other things yeah it, it's islam is painted with a broad brush uh, often by the media in fact the word itself is meaningless i mean it, it, what 
it's a big it's a big umbrella term. There's a huge spectrum of belief, just like there is in Christianity. I mean, there's it's an umbrella term too, and mm-hmm. you can go from Sufi Sufism, which is you know, Imam Sawardi, all the way over to Wahhabism. Uh, yeah, you can't call you can't call them the same. You know, it's it's no, so, they they're not going to get along with each other. If you take a Sufi and and put him in a Wahhabi uh, <laughs> country, there can be trouble for that for that Sufi Muslim. Oh, absolutely, and and there are, that that does happen, and you know, a lot of the times, uh, you know, Wahhab, you know, not even Wahhabis, Sunnis maybe uh, would call a Sufi not a Muslim. I mean, it's it's pretty, uh, what's it's it's fringe. Sufism is very fringe. Very, very peaceful people. Uh, yeah, the, the whole Islamophobia thing, I'm not even sure what Islamophobia is, to be honest. It, it's a, really it's a fake word deployed by... Um, Regressive leftists. Uh, yes, exactly, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I think um, that there's an organization called CARE in the U.S., and I think they like to uh, deploy these kinds of terms into the public arena. So that, uh, yeah, yeah, it's part of the yeah, care is a regressive left kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, because you don't hear the words Christianophobia or Hinduophobia sure. or any of these, right? And, and so we criticize Christianity a, all the time. We're not Christianophobes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, or yeah. Catholophobes, I guess in my case, because I, I go after <laughs> Catholicism quite a bit. But that's the biggest yeah. demographic in Canada. You know, that's that's the one that has. Uh, the political clout. Yeah, they're the ones that, work, that are meddling in our lives the most, so you know, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, it, we want to take a. Fo- oh, sorry, Carol. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say just, that the the imams in uh, you know a lot of imams in Canada have just uh, basically slammed this report, but mm-hmm. you know these are facts. They're, they're presenting facts in this report, and you know it's, it's the usual. Islamophobia kind of thing. I mean, they, they do go over this. Islam is so diverse, like many religions. So, what sector, school of thought, are you going to certify? I mean, in terms of you know allowing what to, is to be taught in schools. Well, I don't think we should be teaching Wahhabism, and I don't think Islamic schools should be accepting money from places where Wahhabism is rampant, like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, don't get me started about Saudi Arabia. I also don't think that Canada should be selling uh, weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Weapons to them. Boy, that was a That'd tough one. You know, I. The problem is that Harper was the one that that uh, created this deal, and it would be very difficult for it would have been very difficult for Justin Trudeau to cancel that deal. Very difficult politically and economically mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, it, it's a problem. Uh, Harper, uh, this is one of the reasons I, I'm so glad he's gone. Uh, Saudi Arabia is an, is an ally of convenience. That's it. And allies of convenience are not allies. <laughs> You know, the enemy of my enemy is not really my friend. And that's what we've got here. Uh, part of me wants, I would love to have seen that deal killed. $15 billion of, you know, armored vehicles, et cetera, uh, light armored vehicles. And who are they going to use them against? Who are the Saudis going to use them against? Yeah. They're not going to use exactly. them against ISIS. They haven't been doing so, so far. They, they no, won't. no. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, be crowd them. control. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to be totally crowd control. Uh, the, the, I think the, uh, the House of Saud is absolutely and correctly scared to death right now, uh, you know, especially with what happened with the um, Arab Spring. I think that scared the, the Jesus out of them. Excuse me, the the, the Muhammad out of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I think they were scared to death. And they've got some good reason to be. Uh, they, when was it that uh, Saudi Arabia got rid of slavery? Was it 1976? Something like that. Mm. That should tell you something about the... the, uh, the 
government there. Anyway, Chris, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take five and resume. five minute break. Okay, okay, five okay minute break. That? So yeah. people yeah. are are watching. Go get yourself a brew. <laughs> sit, you know, come back, sit back, and I bet you nobody's watching. <laughs> oh, can we see? Yeah, go to the YouTube. Oh, okay. Probably nobody's watching. I don't mind. Okay. They can watch this at their leisure. What's up? They can watch it as they're at their leisure. Yeah. Okay. Five minutes. They can watch us at their. I have no idea. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure how much longer I can stay because I've got my uh, my wife is holding down the fort right now, yeah. and uh, uh, things start mm-hmm. natives start getting restless after about an hour or so. So. Uh, well, so before you go. Uh, could you tell us where they can find your blog and your podcast, uh, even though, you know, they can at least go and see uh, older ones and I'm sure you'll continue on. Uh, yeah. So, so basically I, I have three projects going on. Uh, the, well, I have two projects that are, are on hiatus and I have one project going on. So I, of course I have my secret atheist uh, blog, You're not which so secret is uh, pardon. You're not so secret anymore though. No, not really. So there's <laughs> So you got mysecretatheistblog.com, and that has been on hiatus for quite a while now. Uh, so you can look at old posts there. Um, and it's possible that some of my points of view might have changed slightly since the last uh, post there. So there's that. Um, I've got uh, My Secret Atheist podcast as well, uh, which may actually go even further on ice because I'm currently paying uh, rather a lot to keep those podcasts up. So they might find their way on archive.org eventually. Uh, but so far, you can find those on SoundCloud and also via My Secret Atheist blog. And uh, then the project that I'm really kind of working on now, which is kind of f- a fun way to deal with my my uh, my limited amount of time, is called Share a Slice with Sean. And uh, that's just like uh, it's just an open discussion uh, podcast where I find a bunch of guests and we talk about basically whatever. So everything from uh, sideshow performers to uh, UFO religionists to um, to uh, the producer of the uh, hilarious House of Frightenstein was on that oh, recently. Yeah. So whoever whoever I can get, I get on the show and it's not going to it's not really uh, atheist or skeptic. Uh, themed, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you, you have one of the, you have the host who is, who is in both an atheist and a skeptic. Sure. So there you go. And awesome. And they can find that where? So it's sharesliceplicepodcast.com. That's the, uh, that's for the new, uh, project. And, uh, that's kind of what I'm putting most of my energy on these days. Cool. Okay. Uh, I guess we're taking our break now. I don't know if you're going to, you might want to check up on your, uh, child there yeah um i'm gonna i'll stick on for a little while longer okay. but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have to definitely go within the half hour or there could be oh, yeah. like yeah disaster well, you're gonna miss the big disagreement between me and chris because we we do have a disagreement on something oh <laughs> it, it it has to do with the aggressive left files so we're gonna uh, yeah yeah, and and uh, I, I found that my points of view have changed somewhat since the blog. So I've become less of a fiery sort of atheist and more sort of uh, 
relaxed kind of one as well. Yeah, so. and that's perfectly fun. You know, I, it's going to take more than one technique to get people to change their minds. Yeah. Because not everybody responds to the fiery stuff, and, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – some people do. You know, like I, I was at that talk that uh, Phil Plate gave, you know, the Don't Be a Dick talk, which is now infamous, and – he was saying how many people had been had had their minds changed by people being in their face, that kind of thing. And arms went up. I, I don't think Phil expected that. <laughs> you know, so oh, it, yeah, it, it, it depends on where you're at in your trip. Yes, it does. I think it very much does. And some people are just so in in their steeped in their own ideology that they've never considered other positions before. And sometimes they really need a shock to get them out of it. And they say, oh, I'm going to go and prove this guy wrong and then all of a sudden poof <laughs> they can't do it and they, yeah. then they have to start looking critically at why they believe what they believe and that's what it comes out about too it's got to put people to look at why they believe what they believe and you know i it's a it's a constant struggle it, because it doesn't just apply to religion it applies it applies to every one of your beliefs that you have why do you believe what you believe why do you believe this is good or that is bad it, it's, a, it's a process that never ends and it should just some people aren't used to doing it but so anyway uh chris you're back yep it's twilight back I didn't have to go anywhere because um, I'm finding out that go ahead. Um, that this the guy from Calgary that I was talking about. I read the headline, but gun was named Damien Claremont. Oh, he Aaron, went to uh, yeah, because Aaron Driver Aaron was Ontario. But he was actually in Aleppo and killed. Yeah, fighting. He, he went to Syria. ISIS, to... So it wasn't Aaron Driver. It yeah, was Aaron Driver was killed in Ontario by uh, RCMP special forces. Uh, the poor taxi driver um, survived the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why did they wait till Aaron Driver entered the cab? I have no idea. <laughs> poor, the poor. He's, he's still having problems going back to work because I mean, geez, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I mean, they started shooting, and he had just gotten out of the cab, and Aaron Driver set off his explosive device. He'd be dead if uh, he was still in the cab. So, uh, are we good? Yeah. We were good to go. Uh, do you want to do Mother Teresa? Do you want to do um, ten, sure. 10 tips? Should we do 10 oh. tips? I want to do the 10 tips first. I want to get something, something a little less uh, deep. <laughs> so, this is a, an awesome little little article uh, from, uh, it's called, the website's called Alatia. 10 tips from priests for better confession. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh so I love this. I wish I could hear other people's confessions. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so here's the 10 tips. Anyway, this is from a bunch of priests, a priest giving tips. Okay. By doing an examination of conscience, we are confronted with our sins. But when we go to confession, we are confronted with God's love, mercy, and forgiveness. I hate platitudes. I, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I, don't, I, have no idea. I, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> It's just a platitude. Uh, another one. After saying about how, how is long, that a tip? Yeah, how is that a tip? I don't. I don't know. That's just. Uh, I don't know. After saying about how long it's been since your last confession, briefly tell the priest about yourself. Uh, E.g., are you Should single, I, dating, you know this already? A religious sister. I thought this was. I thought this was for priests. So you're saying this no, is I, like? No, this is for the person that's going to confession. So this is priests telling the person who's going to confession yeah, how to tips. do it. Yeah, how to basically, yeah. Yeah, their experiences with people confessing. Yeah. 
I would add, I would add, don't burst out laughing during the session. <laughs> don't break out into flames for me. But uh, so if we know your situation, it helps us to counsel you. I thought since when is confession about counseling? It's about and, giving, and then in number three, they're like, yeah, we don't want to counsel you. Yeah, uh, it was never I about love, that for me. I oh, love number three. Cal, I guess. Those are bad choices. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> These are bad choices, not unpleasant emotions. So confess your sins, not your emotional state. So that reminds me of like when you go to a conference, like yeah. So they know, really. I don't want to hear your crap if you don't have a question. You know, right? Like, <laughs> get to the point and get out. Right? We, they, <laughs> yeah. I thought counseling no was had to deal with emotions too, but they don't. They just want to hear how rotten you are. They don't want to help you. Of course they do. That's exactly how they control you is through. Uh, making you feel guilty about yourself. When I went to confession, the <laughs> priest was really interested in, like, what I was doing. Like, unhealthily Rather so. Rather how you were feeling. How often you were whacking yeah. off, that kind of thing. Yeah, ba- yeah. Ba- basically, he wanted to know, like, you know, uh, whether or not I was, uh, you know, uh, touching myself. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. It was pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> how many times, oh. where, the whole thing. He wanted the the... The, the you wanted the juicy down. stuff. He is a freak. How old were you? And then did you go? How did you feel? I think oh he, I, th- I don't think I was sixteen yet, so it was pretty gross. He's in yeah, a okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. that's creepy. Yeah, it is very creepy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised, but it's still creepy and disturbing anyway. Yeah. Okay, so here's another one. And, and you don't tell your parents about your confession, I don't think so much. You're not allowed to. Yeah, it's <laughs> private. Sport. Yeah. Uh, sins committed are an offense to God, but sins confessed are a canticle to God. I have no idea what a canticle is. When you confess your sins to a priest in the sacrament of reconciliation, know that you are also singing praise to God for his great mercy. How is this a tip? Yeah. I have no idea. I I don't know. That's just another platitude. Well, how how do you give tips on confessing anyway? (laughs) Well, you know, there was, okay, okay, here, here. Confession is not so much about how bad you are, but about how good. Wait, no, that's another platitude. Uh, this is the Catholicism I grew up with. The stuff I grew up with was not as airy fairy as this. Yeah, well, this is meaningless drivel. Uh, the I like number nine. Number nine? Oh, just go no matter what. Like, see, that's a tip, sort of. God's love is stronger than our <laughs> sins. So, I mean, when I grew up, when I grew up, they told me that if I didn't go to confession and confess, when I got com- when I got communion, I would go to hell. So, it wasn't oh. quite like this. Well, see, that's not actually a tip. I mean, it, if unless you consider when you go to uh, to. Uh, Go to confession. Uh, so the tip to going to confession is go to confession. It's basically what it is. Just basically, they, they told me, uh, unless you want to go to hell, you better go to confession. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Uh, that, and the number 10, they don't. For many people, the biggest improvement in confession. No matter what, but it's not really Switching, switching from viewing it as an obligatory abstract listing of sins to the renewal of a relationship with God. Um, but it's not obligatory. Don't look at it as obligatory, but you have to go. Yeah. What? Well, well, I mean, you got to go because it's a mortal sin to to accept the communion if you have sins. But it's not obligatory. Remember that. It's not obligatory. Oh, my God. Hey, no one's forcing you not to go to hell, right? I mean, you can go to hell if you want. It's free will. Well, I tell people that all the time. Well, you know, but I actually make it, put it in an obligatory way, like go to hell. It's a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, it's That's not obligatory. At I don't all. know. I I, I kind of think of it as a demand, but you know, I don't really expect anybody to to do it because um, 
kind of based, go, based on my research, yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> based on my research, hell is probably where all the interesting people are. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I want to go. <laughs> uh, the hitch is there. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, I want to see hitch. <laughs> I mean, well, if you believe South Park, it's uh, heaven is filled with Mormons. I mean, they're the most uninteresting people in the world. You're gonna be bored. Um. There's this uh, podcast I listen to called Poorly Summarized, and it's it comes out of um, Utah. And there there are a couple of skeptics, so there is some hope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that leads into, of course, Mother Teresa's uh, canonization. When when I was younger, I used to think that was had to, something to do with canons. Uh, <laughs> so she's being canonized on Sunday, September fourth, and as a saint, as a saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Part of me wants to say, like, ah, oh, screw this, but it's totally in line with the views of the Catholic Church. Mother Teresa was no saint. I mean, from from our perspective, what we would call a saint. I mean, we don't believe that from anybody is deified. Yeah, it, she she's the epitome of morality. No, not at all. She's quite. I'm quite so sh- far away from it. Yeah, no kidding. I'm so shocked they didn't listen to Christopher Hitchens. <laughs> yeah, shocked I am. Shocked. Uh, yeah. What was the point? I mean. Uh, of that whole process of devil's advocate. They don't even have that anymore. He was the last one, wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was the last devil's advocate. And she's, well, she. it's hard to talk about this without using expletives. Um, so maybe I shouldn't bother trying to stop using expletives. But, uh, you know. Yeah, so say so. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Lancet, the, the, the Robin Fox, who was the was an editor for the Lancet, which is one of the world's premier uh, medical journals, Went and visited uh, her her uh, compound. I guess is the proper word for it. Uh, in 1991, and and a couple of years later, wrote a piece for the Lancet in 1994 about her uh, health care. Uh, she she was you know what was it? Uh, uh, I don't have the actual piece. I wish I had, but there's some, some quotes from it in. Uh, in Wikipedia, it's called the Home for Dying Destitutes. Wow. Uh, so he, he described the medical care there uh, as haphazard. Uh, he observed that sisters and volunteers, some of whom had no medical knowledge, had to make decisions about patient care because of the lack of doctors in the hospice. Surprise. Uh, Fox specifically oh, yeah. held Teresa responsible for conditions in this home and observed that her order did not distinguish between curable and incurable patients so that people who could otherwise survive would be at risk of dying from infections and lack of treatment. Well, that sounds just marvelous. I mean, it sounds like a like an all-inclusive resort for the dying. Yeah, people, well, yeah, being, treated with, like, people being treated with nothing but aspirin that were in terrible pain. Well, they were reusing needles. needles to yeah. save money, this kind of shit. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, let's not forget that a lot of money went to uh, the Sisters of Mercy. I'll put that in quotation marks, Mercy. Uh, and we have yeah. no idea where that money went because Mother Teresa never allowed the books to be uh, made public. So where did that money go? It didn't go there to the are, hospices. Well, there are cases where she was flying first class. Yeah, she was getting first class uh, medical treatment for a while there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, funny that. And and she, flying she, first class. She should have so, got it so in this, the So this suffering thing didn't seem to apply to her. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's the she's the one who unfortunately was denied God's great gift of suffering. Uh, she made the sacrifice so that others could, uh, you know, suffer properly. Suffer. Yeah. The uh, doctrine of redemptive suffering. 
which is a sick doctrine, by the way. Uh, I'm kidding. That's yeah. what this this whole home for dying of, of dying ah, home for dying destitutes was all about. It was bringing people closer to God by through suffering. Uh, that's what this was all about. Through suffering. Yeah, and and we we all have to thank Mother Teresa because you know. She's the one who braved first class uh, airplane travel, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to continue doing this, uh, making this public service of allowing other people to suffer and die. Well, she accepted money from the Duvaliers, the, the, you know, the uh, Haitian uh, desperate. Right. Haiti. And uh, what she should have done was given that money back to the people of Haiti. you know, that would be the proper thing to do. But she didn't care where the money came from. It was money. And yet, how did she yeah. earn a Nobel Prize? This is what I can't figure out. It was public perception. But any investigation would have shown that she was anything but, well, no, she was saintly. I mean, in the Catholic sense, for sure. I mean, she was just uh, fulfilling uh, Catholic doctrine. But, you know, moral people like us. I'm, maybe I'm being a little uh, narcissist. Self-righteous? Yeah. I mean, I consider that... <laughs> no, there's to, to more moral. I wouldn't allow... I'm more yeah, moral sorry, than Mother yeah. Teresa. I'm sorry. Oh, my wife is being absolutely an amazing wife. She's giving me... Even before <laughs> I'm ready for the next <laughs> next one. Because we're having... This is I'm apple still juice. still drinking coffee. Oh, God. Right? Coffee? Okay, this yeah. is apple juice and vodka. Oh, cool. It's half and half. And I will tell you, it tastes like apple pie, liquid apple pie. I highly recommend this. I learned this in oh Poland. My. And in fact, it's Polish vodka. Uh, and it really, seriously, it tastes like liquid apple pie. There's, you cannot taste the alcohol in this. So. What is it again? Half and half apple juice and vodka. It looks like urine. <laughs> I can't say I've never tried that. But, but it's really good. I, I, I highly recommend it. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, there was also that paper... Uh, uh, the Wikipedia article here, here <laughs> talks about that paper from uh, uh, a group at the Université de Montréal. Uh, they took a look, a look at uh, a lot of her actions and stuff, and they did not, you know, they didn't think much of it. Um, you know, that's a paper I that, read a that, lot. Of that paper got slammed. Oh, of course. But, they, Bill uh, Donahue would so, totally slammed it, right? Yeah. There was also, I think, a, a nun who had worked in... in, um, in that uh, worked under Mother Teresa or whatever, and uh, yeah, became an um, atheist. Left, left, and yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she was. Yeah, she appeared it. in uh, yeah. the episode of Bullshit, which uh, you know, Penn and Teller's Bullshit, which dealt with uh, Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, people still regard her as an amazing woman uh, who did a lot of good. There's no evidence she did any good. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. none, zero, and ev- the evidence to the contrary is actually quite uh, is mounting. It's just PR. The Vatican spun it. Makes me wonder if the rest. Sorry, just makes me wonder if the rest of their saints are so uh, in quote saintly. If they're all a oh, bunch they're totally of saintly from a Catholic um, perspective. Cruel. It's just the rest of us would would consider them as total bastards and bitches. Right? Isn't the? I think the criteria too is you're supposed to perform X number of miracles. Um, it's only one now. Miracles. It used to be two. Was it? Yeah, yeah. So what? What? Yeah, you're supposed to be, yeah, several miracles was the old criteria, yes. but say, uh, Pope Francis has really relaxed these things. Oh, I, well, <laughs> a miracle is pretty subjective <laughs> to begin with. The thing is, what miracle is she attributed? Oh, the stomach cancer, the healing of stomach cancer, and it had nothing to do with the surgeons, uh, you know, that excised the tumor, apparently. Uh Yeah. There's there's also some business with Malcolm Mugridge uh, and and the film being overexposed or underexposed. Yeah, 
And, and that has been debunked quite a bit because it was the first time they had used that kind of film and they kind of screwed up the exposure, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. The The Wikipedia article uh, says that Mother Teresa herself referred to, um, you know, the home for dying destitutes as houses of the dying. Ooh. She really waxes romantic about this. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're into uh, S&M or mostly the M. Uh, yeah. Definitely. If you're into death cults, this is where it's at. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is a death cult. I mean, it's, it's let's face it. Christianity it's a, is a death cult. Oh, you know, it's it's awful. But, uh, you know, I, I like what uh, Twyla had to say about this kind of stuff. I think I need to throw up now. <laughs> was Twyla there? Sound bite. Twyla, where are you? What the heck? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just getting sad about I'm just, when did I say that? <laughs> you don't remember saying that, do you? There's a bit of a lag here. <laughs> You don't remember saying that, do you? That's and I didn't hear what you said because nope. the sound's just gotten really bad all the time. Oh, here, let's try it again. Yeah. I think I need to throw up now. <laughs> that is going into the sound bite. I think I really did somewhere. need to throw up. Yeah, you, I think you did, probably. <laughs> That's, of course, what you said when in Episode 3, which hasn't, uh, or not Episode 3, the third part of our Ray Comfort trilogy. <laughs> you don't remember saying that at all, I'm sure. I, I I didn't remember you saying it until I actually listened to it again, but anyway. So, right. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, should we go into the regressive left files? I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do this? <laughs> and this is going to be the last here. one for me, I'm yeah, afraid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so this is a disagreement between Chris and I. So we're going to go through this, and we're going to actually Uh-oh. talk about uh, uh, whether or not... Well, let's just wait a second here. Let's try this. Hey, come on. Oh, sure. Now it's not going to work. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to manually play it. The, heck the, the regressive, regressive left, left files. Okay, I have no idea what the delay was. It just decided it wasn't going to play it, but there we go. So recently uh, on Dogma Debate... Uh, the, 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 they discussed the problems in the atheist community. It, they call it the atheist movement. I have no idea what the atheist movement is. I, it, it's never been defined. But in the atheist community, uh, and the uh, host of Dogma Debate suggested that it was uh, about a lack of civility between people of differing opinions. You know, everything goes straight to ad hominem, etc. And... P.Z. Myers responded to that in a blog saying uh, that that was whitewashing the differences between people. And I kind of agree with that uh, because I don't think that that's been the major problem in the atheist community. I think personally, I think the problem is people like P.Z. Myers uh, because they're trying to make the atheist community into things that have nothing to do with atheism. Uh, For instance, we must be this kind of feminist. We must be this kind of social justice uh, all right, I'm going to say it. Social justice, social justice warrior. Uh, we must have this brand of social justice. No, I mean, atheists are a diverse community because we only share one thing, and it's a negation of a, a particular belief. It doesn't say what we are. And now, one of the th- there's two things that he said that I, I would like to discuss. One is athe- he said specifically that atheism informs his uh Basically, his social justice informs his opinions. I find that a bizarre thing to say. I don't think it's atheism informs anything um, because it's just a negation. I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I mean, 
I, I disagree. I think it does inform because um, you're challenging religious. I mean, that's a reason for the existence of Atheist Alliance International, because we want to challenge, you know, religious um, and superstitious, um, you know, where, where that brings harm on other people. So, yeah, I, I do think it, you know, informs. Uh, can, can, can atheism you know? inform yeah. feminism? Mm -hmm. Can atheist, you know, the lack of belief in a God inform feminism? Your, your views on feminism? I, I don't know. I can't see it. I mean, I, it's, I it's so much a part of who I am. I, I don't see how it can't inform my see, worldview. See, Do you know what I mean? My, my view is that atheism basically removes certain boundaries that, that where theistic belief does, in fact, uh, inform a belief on on something like feminism or or racism, etc. Uh, it, it expands your your ability to accept ideologies uh, beyond those which involve a god. Yeah, That's it. That's I mean. It. That's all it does. Okay. It doesn't mean well, you accept certain ideology. I, I think I think if you're an atheist, you might look differently upon, you know, like I'm not going to buy into the bullshit that women should be subservient to men, right? And you know, because that's religious nonsense. Why would I believe that? I I don't believe in the holy text, and so I don't believe that crap. Yeah, except, right? so you're removing um, the boundaries. I don't I don't believe that um, uh, homosexuality is evil because it's stupid. Like you know, anybody who's bothered to look at science over any period of time knows that that's just a stupid claim, right? Right. So, and yeah, I, th I think it can inform, you know, your yeah. outlook, your world. I don't know. What do you think, like, uh, Twyla and Sean? Um, I think that, uh, I think that the, maybe the word in, maybe, maybe it's the verb in form. That's a little. Women within. Sir, I totally that? didn't understand that. The yeah, sound repeat so that. Bad. Twyla. Can you hear us, Twyla? Back to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that it does remove barriers or boundaries uh, or limitations. Um, your atheism, um, maybe, maybe the problem is that the, with the verb informs your worldview. I, I, I would say I would say that um, your your worldview would be formed or or informed by. Um, uh maybe philosophical or, or 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 you know thinking or experiences about the world and then your your atheism or rather your lack of religion um uh i guess unfetters you like doesn't like yeah. it allows you to 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 move forward without being blocked but it's really semantical i mean i could go either way in well, form or just it removes that it removes dogmatic thinking hopefully it can. It can. It, because it doesn't you know, always do that. It can that. also put you into dogmatic thinking, <laughs> uh, yes. too, right? I agree yeah. with that. Absolutely. Uh, I've seen a lot of dogmatic atheists. I mean, that's a whole problem with modern social justice. It's very dogmatic. And very um, U.S.-centric, I would yeah, all that too. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is yeah. because that's that's their experience, right? Uh, yeah. So I don't totally blame uh, them on that. I I, I would oh, say that. No, there is... I, I kind of do. I kind of do. Like you look at what Majid Nawaz is saying. I mean, he's the one that coined the term regressive left. And if you start listening to people like that, instead of you know paying attention to only what's going on in your own country, um, smarten up. You know. True enough. I don't give a shit about man spreading. I don't give a oh. shit about man spreading. Yeah, well, I do that's, give that's a shit first about world feminism. Being forced that's, to that's wear the goddamn burqa. Right? Mansplaining is is a sexist term. Uh, Manspreading, I was talking man about. Manspreading too. Yeah, it's a yeah. sexist term. I mean, do you say do you have never seen somebody with a big purse put it beside them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. What I find that a, a lot, like a lot of these aggressive left things, like let's say uh, 
I, I read about uh, a story in the States where uh, a, uh, a, f- a feminist quote unquote group was getting irritated. It wasn't feminist actually. It was another group. Anyway, they're getting irritated because it, I think it was taco day or something at some, uh, university. And that was cultural misappropriation. Yeah. Well, there was the thing of, of Mexican food. And I'm like, my God, have we run out of real problems? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This is like exactly. such a first world issue. Have you, I mean, it, why are you tackling all these things, uh, all these non-problems? Are, are, are they not aware of real issues or, or are they just, or they prefer to keep themselves in this little sort of, uh, I don't know, first world, uh, upper class, uh, bubble. Well, I mean, people need to re- be offended for some reason. They're, they have to, if they can't be offended by real issues, they need to find or invent them. That's that bizarre. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could, it could be people trying to find, uh, something to, to believe in or if you have a personality type where you want to like become an activist and you want to make a difference etc etc and it's like you have like an information vacuum so what you do is you just start finding issues with whether you know i don't know uh taco day or whether they're serving pizzas or or what have you general tau chicken that was the one that i right exactly Who cares? Yeah. I mean, who well, cares? Well, yeah, and, and name a single artifact that hasn't been culturally appropriated. Yeah. Name a single one. There's nothing. There's nothing, you know. It's a right. world, you know. It, 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 exactly. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just it's just kind of horrendous. I, I, I don't <clears> – I wish, I wish these people would maybe uh, try to find uh, issues that are maybe a little more important. Mm-hmm. Because there are there, there is such yeah. a thing as sexism. Still, there is such a thing as discrimination. Uh, find them, work for it. I mean, uh, look, try to uh, try to address uh, uh, economic disparity and and poverty. Yeah, so yeah. economic. Because yeah, we and I'm not saying you know get involved necessarily in doing international stuff. Because yeah, we do have problems here, and you know we we have to watch our own backyards. But like you say. Um, yeah, pick pick a real issue. <laughs> it really it really cheap. I think it really cheapens things because then you you there. I mean, there is a problem with with these things. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, racism and 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 discrimination exist. Mm-hmm. But then when you start raging on about about these these trivial things, it it's like you're crying wolf. People just say, well, this is ridiculous. Is this the problem? This isn't a problem. Yeah, and we're going to come up on an example of exactly that uh, in, a, <laughs> in a moment, which is where Chris and I disagree. But I think both of us would agree that, honestly, in in, in a, a general scheme of things, this whole thing waters down the word racism to something where it becomes ridiculous. Right? Would you agree yeah. with me on that? Yeah. yeah. So we're both going to agree on that part. We're just – should we get into it? We might as well get into it right now. Sure. Yeah, uh, put it on screen if you can find it. Can I? Not that everybody hasn't already uh, seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have seen this tweet from uh, Ella De- uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, am I pronouncing her name right? I know Watcher. So. Actually, sorry to cut in, guys. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, I, I hate to do it this uh, way, but we're we're kind of reaching the almost two hour mark. Yeah, we are. And yeah. I really got a I got a scoop. So I'm sorry I, you I, have I'm to miss maybe, this part. <laughs> I'll lay, I'll leave you guys to duke it out. Uh, I'm gonna go. Thanks right. so much for inviting me well, to the show. Well, thanks for being on. Because, thanks for joining uh, yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, great. All right. So I was, sorry to see him go. I mean, I know he has 
you know, family to do with, and that's why I have a cat. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, okay. Twilight, can you hear us now? Or? I can hear you. I'm just, my computer's being wacky, so yeah. sometimes I'm wondering if you guys can hear me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you were coming in at the there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah well, I well, think well, I got muted yeah, off for a second. Okay. My, my, my internet was like, oh, uh, we're just not going to connect for a moment. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah, because we were trying to um, talk to you, and suddenly you weren't there. So, yeah, but my my neck here just gives up. This computer is crap, though. I gotta, I really gotta get a better one. You gotta get a uh, uh, webcam too. Yeah, like, but first I gotta get the computer, and then okay, this one is junk. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna share the screen now. So this is the tweet that Ellen sent. Uh, no, that's not the tweet. Uh, that's a picture of Usain, Usain Bolt. After he went won the uh, uh, again uh, gold medal in the hundred meter uh, final. Uh, by the way, Canadian finished third in that. And so, where's the actual tweet? Oh darn it! They wouldn't even. Oh come on! They didn't even put the tweet out there. Oh what a useless. Oh, Google right. image search. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, let's try this one. The star. Uh, there we go. There's the there there's the are. actual tweet. Yeah. So <laughs> she's she's uh, saying uh, that uh, you know like. Basically, uh, she'd like to have Usain Bolt. Where, where's the actual? Oh, this is how I'm running errands from now on. Uh, yeah. So, that, you know. I was she's so gay. cringe when I saw that. I, I did I not at all. I didn't at all. I thought it was fun, funny. Uh, I, I, I didn't even see the guy. You know, I saw the world's fastest man. I didn't see the world's yeah, fastest I, black okay. man. I saw the world's I, I, fastest I man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is, this <laughs> yeah. is where we I, get... I get, cringed. I think it's cringeworthy. Yeah, I think but you're, it was a you're really trained to mistake. think PR. You're trained to yeah, think PR. Probably. I'm not. Okay, right. so I, I'm this week's regressive. <laughs> yes, that, I didn't yeah, say that. I, I, didn't say I, that. I just thought, and <laughs> thought it was funny because he's he's a really quick man, and it looks saw. like a fun way to yeah. just point out how great he is, too. Like, That's I thought I it was too. funny. That's all I saw. Mm. So now PZ on, on uh, Dogma Debate was saying that this is, oh, absolutely racist. It's unconscious racism from, um, okay, you know what I'm going to do from from Ellen? But anyway, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you go first until you tell me, Chris, why this is racist. I think it's because of the context of slavery and, and you know, riding on the back of somebody and, and uh, saying that this is how you're going to run errands. Like, uh, there's just that history and a context that um, that doesn't pay sensitivity to, you know, um, Racism exists down there still. The history of slavery is not that um, ancient that that people have forgotten about it. Can you hear me? And I, yeah, I'm just. I, 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 see, are you finished? I don't think it was intentionally racist by any no. means. Because I don't think Ellen's a racist, but I totally cringed when I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, who let this go? Like, <laughs> who would think to do that? Right? I just thought it was really colossally stupid and ignorant. And um, again, I don't. I don't think she's you know a racist, but. Holy shit. Some people just aren't racist yet. enough to be like, or sensitive enough to see why it would be racist. Cause at first or, I didn't get it either. There's because an I'm alternative not... explanation, Twyla, that some people huh? are, are so racist that they bring racism to places where racism isn't. And I just, yeah. I guess I see Ellen is so not racist. She understands being a minority as a gay woman. She just, and and I was the same way. I had to think about it for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I felt insensitive after I realized. But it, it it's just I'm not at all racist. So I just saw the the humor she was trying because here's this wonderful man and this just looks so 
funny. Like, uh, I don't know. I just didn't see him as a black man. I saw him as a, a wonderful, strong person that, that he's so fast. Now she can run errands and not have to, like, get a car or something. I don't know. And, you know. Okay. okay. Twyla. <laughs> or not Twyla. Uh, Chris, here's the thing. Uh, there's two brands of racism going on here. One, you 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 say that uh, Ellen wasn't being racist. And, it, you know, it, I agree. Right. Yeah, I, I don't right? think but, but this isn't. No. But, but the taken out of context, this is a racist tweet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you have to context? you have to almost be sensitive enough to understand why it's racist. So I had to I had to go down to a, a level of sensitivity to understand why. So it, yeah, it hit me right away. I was just like, holy shit, did she really do that? Okay, no, so, okay. here's here's my my, my <laughs> problem. Like, oh yeah, I'd love to be on it. Back it's, too. It's it's the fact that it's embedded. It's embedded problem. in a particular context. Where yeah. there are racial issues going on right now in the U.S. and, and there right. are serious, okay. um, no, tell, um, you know, I, 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 answer this, Twyla. Mm-hmm. Or not Twyla. Chris, sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, answer this. If that was a black woman riding a white man, would that be racist? No, because there's not a history of white slavery that's so recent in in American history. Or in American history. Right? American history, right? Okay. This is, this is an American. Well, that's actually not true, woman. but. Uh, Right? It's not true. Because she's, Amer- she's American. She's she's American. Isn't that's she? not what I mean. I'm yeah. you, you said that she's American in American female. history that that there hasn't been whites enslaved. I'm saying in Careful. recent American history. I would find it very offensive if somebody um you know you if a first the, nation somebody did the same thing with a first nations person here in Canada, right? Uh, uh, because right? It's, it would just be like, oh my God, you didn't do that, did okay, you? Okay, you know? I, I would disagree that 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 um, in American history, I think it's forgotten, but in American history, there have been American sailors enslaved by Africans mm-hmm. when they were captured. I mean, that that's yeah. the whole reason for the uh, Treaty of Tripoli that we like to uh, quote so often. Uh, it was an agreement between America and the Barbary states in Northern Africa that American sailors would not be enslaved. Yeah, and like you say, that's just not in the public conscience anymore, right? Well, you know what? That, or that, even that, that, that was the, treated the Irish. That was PZ's yeah. argument that, oh yeah, she didn't know, but that's no excuse. Well, you know what? That's no excuse that you did, that you don't consider the Barbary uh, state states uh, enslavement Americans, white Americans, either. Well, I think, like I think there's not a oh, single but, race on the planet that hasn't been enslaved by well, okay, another. Fine, you know what I mean? Fine. Right? Uh, but it's it's like I said it's it's more in the popular conscience because it's more recent. Unless you're colorblind, well, which, which I believe I is the you... <laughs> is the whole point of being not racist. I mean, well, I don't. That's like saying you didn't know about God, so too bad you're going to hell anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the idea is to not care that Usain Bolt is black, isn't it? Isn't it the whole point of not being sure? Racist? It's the point, but it's still, like but I said, it's still in the, we're not there yet. How, right? how there long? Is racial issues. There are racial <laughs> issues that are going on right now in the U.S. Yes, clearly. there are. But right? how long do there's we have not, to have the history you know, of slavery thrown back in our faces? Well, um, I think there's you know when they talk about system, systemic racism, I think I think that's true. I think yeah, there are good well, arguments there. Right? I don't actually agree that there is systemic racism, but uh, yeah. I so think why you know why why feel the fire with with a stupid meme like well, that? Well, she wasn't it's intentionally doing silly. that, was she? It's silly. She what? She wasn't intentionally doing that. Well, she was paying him a compliment. I, Look at how fast yeah, this guy is. Totally I, I guess. I guess. Hussein oh, took but... it as a compliment. Okay. <laughs> he actually took it as he well, tweeted. Well, you know, why, why not post? Oh, congratulations on what's his name? On, because this was funnier, know, right? <laughs> okay. It's not funny. It's not full. It's funny about it. 
<laughs> because how would you, if you want to get your urns done even faster? If white, and you know, even if the guy was white, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Okay, fine. It's you think it's stupid? Silly. Right. That's you think it's stupid, but she yeah. saw the fastest man in the world, and this is a better way of getting her urns done quicker. That's the whole point of the joke. It has nothing to do with race. So stupid, especially in a big city where traffic is terrible. Okay. Oh God. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's explain why I'm gonna explain why this is not racist. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay, first we, the whole the whole point is that okay. Ugh, now I got to remember my train of thought. Uh, okay, <laughs> racism is something that is a belief, correct? That that huh? skin color that determines the valuation of a person. Would you agree I, with that? I'm, could could you repeat that because I um, skin color determines the valuation of a person. Would you agree with that as a definition of racism? as a definition of racism? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, judging that's people premise, on the basis of their skin one. colors. Yeah, exactly. Their- that's premise right? one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So would you agree that a racist act is uh, something which stems from a racist belief and only from a racist belief? I think people can be ignorantly racist and just, you know, because they're just not aware that they're saying something insensitive to somebody. Oh, right? insensitive? I can give, give you, but not racist. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's not racist, but it's insensitive. And Okay. Um, I, can yeah. understand, I can understand yeah. insensitive. Okay, so okay. I'll, I'll, totally. Yeah. So if so Ellen wasn't being racist in the sense that she was saying that I'm going to ride a black dude uh, to do <laughs> no, my hair. No, I don't. You know, if we're talking about her intent, I don't think she's being I, racist. I, yeah. OK. But, but what you're saying really is that stupid. overall, it, I mean, in a objective. If I were a PR person, I would have never let that go. Never. Right? But, but, but what you're saying <laughs> you, is that in an objective fashion, this is a racist tweet. What's that? Are you, in an objective you're saying, fashion? You're, 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 you're saying that. No, I'm not being objective about it, obviously. Okay. Right? Uh, well, no, I, I, I'd be okay with that. Uh, so you're yeah. saying that over. But if, if if Ellen isn't being racist when she made the tweet, how is the tweet racist? Well, like I said, there's there's um a, um. I so think you're going to explain this. Like, there's a culture. There, there's a. It's in the public conscience about about racism against black people specifically. There is systemic racism no, that I don't still agree exists. With that, but anyway. And, okay, so I'll grant maybe maybe. I, I, okay, I don't think she's racist. I think. I, I think it was yeah. a very insensitive tweet. Okay, gotcha. And I think the imagery is racist in terms of, I don't know, like a semiotic reading of it or something, given the historical embedding of, and this sure. particular so historical and social So you're bringing in right? the history of it to to make the claim that it's racist, but you didn't the bring in... context. Right. But you didn't... Yeah. But you're ignoring the context of Ellen, who is... No, no that's way. why I don't... You know, I, I don't think she's... I've said it. I don't think she's racist, but I think it was just dumb. So we have to... It's just a dumb move, right? So we have to separate this idea of Ellen making a racist tweet from a tweet being racist. Why? Why do we have to separate Well, because that? racism, being I racist... Both. I can say I don't think she's a racist, but I think it was a dumbass tweet. Yeah, well, so, so you are... I can do that, you know, so, right? Okay, that's what I'm saying. You, you're, you're actually yeah. separating these two up. There's a reason I cringed when I saw it. <laughs> right, because... It's fucking cringe Because movie. you put it in one context and not another. Why? You, you put it in a historical context... That? I can put it in both. I can be nuanced in my thinking. Yes, you can. Right? I don't yeah. have to put it in a box. Absolutely. I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just I thinking, mean, why, are, why, are we, right? why are we lambasting Ellen as a racist? Well, we're not, but you know, a lot of people have no, lambasted her as an, as a racist. Well, and she apologized, and, and yeah. that's fine or whatever, and move on. Move on with your right. life. But I, I cringed when I saw I it. I'll I, tell you. I just like, don't have a problem with this. What have you done? You know? Like, I knew it was okay. People that see race, that don't see 
that that actually seek skin color might I can understand why they might think this is racist. The first thing I thought about this well, was, was funny because I didn't see a black man. I saw the fastest man in the world. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from too. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think it's that's it's a Rorschach test. So, I think it's a so Rorschach. I'm the one that's racist. Is that what you're just no, answering? you're just you're, you're more racist. sensitive oh. to what's going on there right now. More up on the but the you world, know this whatever. is the whole point of that episode 260 with PZ Mars. Uh, that discussing these things, we can see each other's points of view, and yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, and we're, we're friends at the end of the we're day. Friend, we're, we're not, not just friends at the end of the day. <laughs> I I just see things a little differently. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Whereas PZ yeah. was like, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. And, yeah. and PZ yeah. got lambasted in the comments, and I think rightfully so. He, yeah, it, it yeah. was it was just like he was almost saying that it, it was objectively racist, and I'm just like, wow. Uh, he even used the word problematic. <laughs> Uh, and it, I mean, to be honest, I didn't uh, really pay that much attention to what he was, you know. I kind of, uh, I, I mean, living. I listened to it, but it's just like, oh my god, it's just doubling down on, yeah, you know, someone's making a nuanced point here, and you're just doubling down with, yeah, it's basically his on the, uh, well, on he's, the, he's uh, I, you know, this, I have my opinion. Like I said, I saw it, I cringed. Sure. I didn't have any other context to um, judge it other than that. my own emotional response. And, you right. know, I can own that. You can own yeah. that. And I'm not going to blame anybody for having that response because that is their response. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm i just saying it's not mine. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. It's not mine. I'm not yeah. making the claim that no one should be. I'm not saying mine is right or be... anything like that, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that no one should be upset by this. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And and people that are saying, oh, this is absolutely racist, blah, 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 are, are actually implying that I should find it racist, too. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I just don't. Well, that's fair. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. Usain Bolt thought it was funny. Uh, hmm? Usain was Bolt funny? himself thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and please. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, speak on behalf of, of anybody else. Like, if he's fine yeah. with it, he's fine with it. But I think PZ does think he should right? speak for everybody else. That's yeah, what yeah, fucks me. Yeah. He's an authoritarian. Yeah. And this is why I reject PZ, because he is pure authoritarian. You must be a feminist to be an atheist. Yeah, and a particular uh, type and, of feminist. And, yeah, too, exactly. Right? Oh, you know? And, you know, like, for type. example, people that call Ayan Hirsi Ali an anti-feminist. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, that is you know? bizarre. I mean, we know somebody yeah. that called her a shill for uh, for anti-feminist. A paid shill. Yeah. Paid shill. That was the yeah. word he used. Okay. And, I don't remember. I was just like, really? You can? How can, how can you yeah, say that? Right? No, like, I, I know. Maybe a different kind of feminism, but it's still feminism. If you've drunk right? the Kool-Aid, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? like, there's so many different forms of feminism, and they disagree with one yeah. another on many things. And I'm not you know? uh, I'm not an enemy of every form of feminism, just the virulent uh, authoritarian kind. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. And I, I, you know, That's why a lot of people are starting to say, no, I'm not a feminist. I'm an egalitarian. And, yeah. Um, that's unfortunate because feminism well, um, has been, you know, progressive and it can be progressive in the future. We need it, especially in, you know, certain other places in the world, right? And so it's, it's, um, to, to, to see this concept and this word being abused like this is, is, um, it's just solving nothing, right? It's just well, causing silly problems. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, you know? the two reasons, or three reasons that I got out of, that I stopped calling myself a feminist. One, one, I, I realized I really was an egalitarian, uh, and I think most reasonable, what I would call reasonable feminists, are also egalitarian because they're not yeah. just interested in in women's rights; they're really interested in everybody's rights. Uh, that's one. Two, feminists quite often 
in fact, I would say almost every time, when they cite this statistics, they are being extremely disingenuous. They don't – they either take the, the context out of the statistics or they simply are wrong uh, and sometimes even make up stats. Uh, third, well, that can happen to anybody. Yeah, that's right? true. Because but they, once you they start perpetuating parrot. it, and people take it up, and they, you know, people parrot the statistics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, damn it, fact, fact check. Uh, the third reason is that feminists excuse misandry that by by not yeah. weeding it out. If you these people are not feminists, they're misandrists, and these people are using the label of feminism to spread misandry, and they're not called out. I've got a big problem with that. Uh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I don't want to drop. You know, I I, I, sure. I consider myself a feminist, but man, there's just some people that I sure. just want no part of. I want no part of them speaking on my behalf. I mean, when, when you use not, the hashtag you know, kill them, them out to call them out, though, because yeah. I'll well, call them out, but. Now. You but know, not organize. But yeah, individuals yeah. might call them out, but not organizations. They they refuse to do it for some reason. I mean, uh, when people use the hashtag "kill all men" or yeah, hashtag "how can I hate men today," and I'm thinking uh, uh, Clementine Ford, uh, you're a misandrist. Uh, Julie Bindle, who writes for the Guardian, is a misandrist. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, people. These people aren't being called out. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. the people they work for need to put their feet down. And that's the thing. They're put down. Misogynists can get fired, but misandrists don't get fired from their jobs. And that's, and that's really So there's sad. a double standard that's going on and, and feminists are allowing it to happen. Uh, now I'm talking, not, I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about organizations. They let it go, you know, but they're happy to, yeah. to get somebody who's, uh, you know, maybe says something sexist, uh, get fired from from their jobs. It's 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 these people and, and they harass people. How soon we forget uh, Matt Taylor and, oh, yeah, and yeah. his shirt? Yeah, and that's that's yeah. the thing. I mean, their harassment. I mean, we're all harassed. I mean, as an atheist online, we get harassed. Do we bitch about it? No. But my goodness, uh, Anita Sarkeesian. You know, somebody disagrees with her. Oh no, I'm being harassed. I mean, that's what she said in front of the United Nations for crying out loud. That people that mm-hmm. disagree with her amount to to uh, harassment no it's not <laughs> give me a break well i think you know people get death threats and rape threats sure she does stuff, but she you know? she but makes a profession out of it yeah, yeah well yeah fair and enough. she's one I of the ones lots of people experience that that are public figures right including men you know sure Ab- so, yeah, yeah exactly that's the yeah. thing they decontextualize no that's not okay no it's not it's okay. not okay absolutely not and i think most of it's just people you know being assholes because they can be yeah, yeah and, trolling. you know but when shit gets real and there's a suit, you know, like I, I'm sure there's, I know where you are right now, blah, blah, blah. If you're getting that kind of stuff, you, you, you contact panic the police. You want to call the goddamn police yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Right? You know, th- you know, being harassed serious, online but... is very different from being harassed in person. Uh, yeah. Being harassed online, you do, you can just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. I really, it really bugs me when people just complain, oh, no, I'm being harassed. Let's well, just ignore it or block them yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. You have options. When we being yeah. harassed in person is a very different matter. Well, no, I'm you know I'm saying that if somebody's um, I don't know messaging you and I know where you, where you were yesterday at two in the afternoon, I know your address, blah 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 blah, something like that. Like that's very different. That should be taken seriously, yes. right? And you ought to call the police. You shouldn't be like going on Twitter about it. Just call the police right now, because you know, in fact, if you do start spewing about it, you're probably going to ruin your chances of getting proper help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. So that was. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, hey, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to give kudos out to the <clears throat> University of Chicago before we left the regressive left file. Oh, yeah, yeah. University yeah, of Chicago yeah. refuses to uh, acquiesce to student demands for safe spaces and trigger warnings. Uh-huh. Uh, now, somebody I saw on my Facebook page was very, very pro trigger warning, and that oh, it it's uh, it increases accessibility for people who are suffering from PTSD. Which okay, I, I think there are certain cases I, you know, uh, like rape victims who, who can suffer PTSD. But how, what do you think of that? Which uh, University of Chicago or what? No, you no, no, no like uh, that, that trans- Yeah, that that. Uh, uh, Things like trigger warnings should be inclusive or included in, in universities in, to promote inclusiveness of people who suffer PTSD. But um, I guess I can understand if you're about to give a lecture on something that you think might trigger something like that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I. Yeah, if you if you're going to talk about something like rape or something that maybe somebody's had a personal experience with or something, right? Okay, but if you're talking about I mean, don't I you don't see know. this as um, a bit of infantilization you know. of, of uh, oh, let me get rid of this. Don't you see this as a bit of infantilization of students? Totally, totally, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if a student can't handle, say... I mean, I'm, I'm almost inclined to say no trigger warnings at all, but there might be under extreme circumstances. Yeah, but don't they, don't you think maybe. those people have, should have seeked help to overcome? Yeah, you yeah. seek I mean, help on your... Yeah. like. Okay, my analogy is this. I have, uh, sorry, was no, I interrupting you, Randy? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so I have sensitivities to certain things like milk. Do I demand that no milk be around me ever? I know my level of sensitivity, and I do take steps to minimize my exposure so that I don't break out in hives or get lactose intolerance issues, etc. So when I have gone when when i'm going to a public place how how are these universities supposed to know how what is a trigger warning for someone and how much etc isn't it on the person to go get therapy i mean yep i think so there's all kinds of things i could consider a trigger warning for me in fact there's one lady i even work with but it's on me to deal with like, I don't yeah. understand. Well, that's more like a physical, you know, reaction yeah, kind of thing. But different. I was in a classroom one time, a very large classroom, and and the prof, you know, this was years ago. The prof was talking about rape in some context, and somebody in that classroom had a like um, a repressed memory come out, and she left the classroom a very upset and that memory. kind of thing, right? Well, I don't know. It, it triggered something in her, and she left the classroom very upset and. But I think ultimately, having faced and confronted that uh-huh. issue, Here we go. it was better for her. Yes, right? that's yeah, where yeah, I want to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. this, it's this it, uh, yeah. Avoiding it is the worst thing you can do in PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely the worst thing you can do. But you I should mean, do it in I, a controlled I, I, manner. That's the thing. I'll have to think. But um, you don't want I've to had to have treatment for anxiety, but I didn't walk around covering my ears to make sure that I wasn't triggered because... I had all these issues growing up. I mean, I'd be triggered every five seconds. Yeah. So uh, certainly think, safe spaces know, where you have Play-Doh and, and ugh, that was despicable. I mean, that's, that's stupidity. That's, what? that's a, well, oh, there was a, a case. I can't remember. Uh, I was reading about it. Uh, the one university in the United States where it had, there was some speaker that came in that was, oh, people thought, Oh no, people are going to get triggered, blah blah. So they created a safe space with Play-Doh and cookies. Oh, okay. 
I heard Plato, <laughs> and I didn't know if you meant like, the stuff me. that you mix or Plato the philosopher, right? What so, is no? Oh, no, no the, Plato, Plato the child's toy. Ugh. You know what? You know what I do like though is this bubble wrap. You know, yeah. bubbles. <laughs> bubble wrap. Yeah. You know, they're they're actually gonna make bubble wrap now where you can't do that. How really? fucking frustrating oh, no. is that? Top free bubble wrap. What's the point of bubble wrap if you I'm can't triggered. pop them? I'm triggered. <laughs> well, the, the point is you're supposed to pack things and they're not going to get wrecked. And if it's poppable, it might get wrecked. I don't know. I mean, that that anyway. makes sense. You know, bubble wrap is fun. It's, you know. Well, we, we've gone for they're two gonna have hours. Poppable <laughs> bubble wrap. Oh, my God. I'm going to be up in about five minutes, so. Yeah, I should get out of here. And, uh, yeah, it, it, we've been going on for almost two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, my wife is yeah. amazing. She's given me another half and half of <laughs> of apple and, and, and vodka. And I yeah. think it's time to sign off. It's time for me to pour a glass of wine now, too, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you were drinking coffee and not drinking wine. Yeah, well. What's the point? Well, we started at 3 in the afternoon. That's a little early. Oh, please. For wine. Please. For wine. <laughs> well, then have something else. Well, I had beer or something. I didn't have any beer or coolers around. It's a little lighter on the alcohol side, right? But, yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> next time. Okay, next time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll be back in two weeks, and uh, we'll have another set of topics, I'm sure, because it's, it's coming all the time. There's something going on. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. always, I am never afraid of having nothing to talk about. Because, yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. now that we're taking on the regressive left. Anyway, I wanted to say something, you know, that whole episode of with PZ uh, on dogma debate. And it, there wasn't a single person commented that was in support of PZ. Uh, it <laughs> yeah, was, I was I was going to glance through those comments. And, it's yeah, well, they, you know, pretty hard you know, on them. But yeah, PZ, you know, I, I honestly think that the problem in the atheist community, I don't know what an atheist movement is because I have no idea. I mean, there's it's so splintered. Uh, but the atheist community it was, had had no problems until people tried to bring in social justice. None. And they assumed that it would be okay. Oh, atheist movement should be about feminism. Oh, the atheist movement should be about LGBT. No, uh, it should be about... Yeah, it, it isn't about these things. You can be an no. atheist and pro-LGBTQ. You can be an atheist and pro-feminist. You can be a lot of these things, but they are not really... They're compatible in the sense that oh. they're completely mutually exclusive. Ugh. Exactly. In fact, so many people are now saying atheists should be vegetarians. Yeah, absolutely. That's another yeah. one. Uh, same thing happened with the skeptical movement. It's like, movement. if you are good. And I, I, I that's can still be an atheist and still be an omnivore. And the nice thing is uh. that people like PZ, Steve Shives, etc., have marginalized themselves. Yeah. Uh, they've, you know, it, it's, and, and I'm going to, I am going to post that uh, discussion we had about Steve Shives and somewhere along the line. Oh no! Twyla oh no! Disappeared. Let me let me go. I don't. I'll I don't send it to you if you want I'm... before we before we put it on. But I, yeah, I yeah, really, it was really. I, good. I, you know, I, I I didn't think we were being recorded at that point too. Ah. So I was, I, I yeah, Oops. yeah, we're, maybe I did, but no, I'm yeah, care. um, I'm troubled by by that. Yeah, that challenge. absolutely. That that whole thing was just. Oh, excusing Islamophobia while saying, oh, there are problems with yeah. Islam, but, oh, wait a minute, yeah. but Islam's fine. No, uh, no. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Steve. Yeah, and uh, like I'm shit. serious. I wonder if he's being threatened. I really do. I don't know? think so. I think I think he's just he's bought on the bandwagon yeah, of Islamophobia. I don't care yeah, if anybody calls yeah. me Islamophobic. I really don't. No, I don't I, give a shit. Because I, I know I stand with good people like um, Majid Nawaz and Faisal yeah. and you know all these other people that are 
speaking out against the regressive left. And, and you know, I, I get I'm messages not, on yeah. Facebook from, from people in countries where they can't and speak and they tell me, keep going. And you that's know, the you're trick. Speaking for, you, know, that's, that's, you know, you don't want to speak on behalf of people, but there are people out there who legitimately do want you to speak on behalf that's of them, right. right? Because, because they, 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 it's hard to get their voices out. Uh, yeah. th- that's the trick, though, to Islamophobia. It's like, okay. You think I'm a Islamophobic? Yeah. Okay, fine. Don't care. And uh, once yeah. that happens, there's Call no power. Yeah. No power in that word at all. Yeah. Because it, exactly. there is no such thing. Yeah. If if there is, I'm Christianophobic. I'm Judeophobic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. Because I, I do fear religions. I, yeah. I fear their message. Yeah. Well, I, I, I fear... Anything, you know, what, the what, actions the of the kind people. Of thing? Like, yeah, exa- it, it, what, if, if it informs bad actions, then yeah, yeah, it's the thing to be feared, and that's a legitimate fear, right? If it takes rights away from someone else and gives them to somebody else, if there's not equal rights, if you can't be gay and not get killed, <laughs> thrown off a building, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or be or imprisoned in guitar and have their skin flayed off your back with a, in a uh, by being flogged. I'm sorry. You know, this is why. Okay, anybody out there it's knows about AJ Plus? Begin with, right? You know, have, you, have you heard about AJ Plus? Yeah. Uh, okay. Anybody? Anybody who thing, right? poses yeah. Al Jazeera Plus videos on, uh, uh, I will defriend unfriend. If, because <laughs> you know, at first I thought, oh, this is kind of cool, but then I learned yeah. more about Al Jazeera and you know, like how things are being said in one thing in English and how things are completely totally. different when they're reporting. These, this is a mouthpiece for and, Islam. Yeah, yeah. Qatar yeah. royal and, family and, you know, money. When they do these things like you know, feminist Muslims and stuff like that talking, it's 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 um propaganda. It's propaganda. I, I definitely want. And I know people. I sound paranoid and like a you know ranting lunatic yeah. or whatever, but you know, I, I've talked to enough people that. Do understand these things that um, yeah. you know, a lot of people that, that post that, AJ Plus I, videos don't know, and that's yeah, that's, that's okay. But yeah. I, I will inform them. Yeah. Like you know where the, where the money comes for this? It's the Qatari yeah. royal family, and they yeah. are out there yeah. trying to basically infiltrate. You know, it's a propaganda piece. Is what, well, they want the politically correct left not to criticize, right? And guess what yeah. they do to homosexual in homosexuals in in Qatar? Yeah, it's it's a yeah. It's against the law, and the punishment is corporal as well as uh, uh, imprisonment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got no patience for AJ Plus. They fuck them. Mm -hmm. You know, they complain about what happens to uh, gays in the West. I mean, that is nothing (laughs) compared to what the the funders of this organization are doing to people who are gay. Yeah. Please. Anyway, we should leave it here. And that's I'm going upstairs to drink with my wife. Yeah, who is dutifully, I, I shouldn't say dutifully, it's not her duty at all. <laughs> she has been wonderful yeah. in providing me with drink. So we should you end there. Yeah, 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 she's not here right now, so uh, I, I guess we will uh, leave it at that. I'm going to sign off now. Okay. So okay. here we go. Bye, everybody. Let's go grocery shop. Thank you. Bye bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Legion of Reason, coming to you from Calgary, Canada. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Music was provided by Dean Morrison and Graham Hill and used with permission.